93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, March 13th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A college entrance exam policy aimed at helping students with disabilities was exploited to enable cheating in what is being described as the biggest school admission scandal ever prosecuted by federal authorities, according to court papers made public yesterday. At least 50 people were charged in the scheme, which included not only cheating on the admissions test, but also bribing coaches to gain admission for students into elite schools. Among the defendants were actresses Felicity Huffman and Laurie Laughlin. A federal affidavit made public Tuesday details allegations of test administrators uh, being bribed to allow a third party to facilitate cheating on the uh, ACT and SAT exams. The document says that in some cases that involves uh, providing answers, correcting answers after the fact or having someone else poses the student to take the test. So as this story was breaking yesterday, you know, the thing popped up on my screen and I'm there and I started reading it and I felt like, Kathy, the only thing I needed was like a bowl of popcorn. Oh, I'm me like, too. Oh my God. Me too. Because it... <laughs> Then Lair kept adding on and on and on, and it was just wild. Well, and when I saw the headline, I saw their pictures. I'm like, okay, you know, usually when stuff like this comes out, it's, you know, it's released first. So right. I thought I'm going to read, you know, like an overview of the story. But no, it was like already in depth. And I was yeah. like, I said to Nick, I'm like, this is really <laughs> elaborate. I can, I, I, this is the kind of thing that gets turned into a Netflix special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so um, the college board, which runs the SAT and the Act, uh, provides accommodations for students with mentally documented disabilities that can include giving students extra time to complete the test or allowing them to take it alone under supervision of a proctor. Both organizations are now defending the integrity of their testing. The court documents revealed how some wealthy families exploited the rite of passage exam that most high schoolers endure in order to apply for college admission. Clients paid 15000 uh, to 75000 per test, according to the documents, with the payments typically structured as um, donations to a charity run by a corpor- uh, by the cooperating witness. So I guess whoever was there, they were then uh, saying that it was being donated to a charity. Yeah, listen, forever it's been the case where somebody wants their kid to go to school and they make a donation to the library or the new mm. computer lab or whatever, and that they help facilitate it that way. In this case, they were actually altering grades and yeah. and making yeah. fraudulent claims of being on uh you know rowing teams and doctoring photos i i i was reading this morning an analogy of uh you go in through the front door which is the standard admission process the donating and knowing somebody yep. is called the back door mm-hmm. and this is called a side door it's a side door scam that's what they were referring to it wow. yeah yeah so it is very very detailed we'll get we'll get into some of these celebrity stuff uh in in the celebrity report in more in depth than that and we'll probably I'm sure we're going to end up talking about this later and on and i think from your celebrity angle Preston, the fact that it's kind of two tv supermoms yes yeah, yes <laughs> yeah. it's kind of falls right into the narrative anything for the kids folks yeah yeah <laughs> a private school director in los angeles and a public high school teacher in houston have been charged with racketeering conspiracy for their role as paid standardized test administrators for both the college board and the act. The Philadelphia region's main transit system 
uh, says a tentative agreement, a contract agreement, has been reached with transit police officers who went out on strike almost a week ago. SEPTA says the accord with the Fraternal Order of Transit Police Lodge 109 will end the walkout by 178 officers that began Wednesday, March 6th. A SEPTA spokesman said officers were expected to begin returning to duty at 11 p.m. for their Tuesday shift. Details on the accord are to be announced after the union can present them to the members. The police union has been seeking a new contract to replace an agreement that expired a year ago. SEPTA operates the nation's sixth largest transportation system in terms of ridership, operating buses, subways, trolleys, and trains. It may not come as a surprise to anyone that normally travels on the Schuylkill Expressway or the Roosevelt Boulevard or any highway in the area, but a new study shows that Philadelphia drivers are among the most aggressive behind the wheel. <laughs> the city of Brotherly Love came in second for aggressive driving out of 30 large, uh, largest metropolitan areas. Los Angeles came in first. The study by right. fuel, uh, fuel Savings app Gas Buddy looked at the frequency of speeding, braking, and acceleration to gauge the aggressiveness. I wasn't sure if it was just me uh, that, that <laughs> felt this way. And uh, you, you never know because you don't live in other cities and you're not sure how everybody drives. But you've been around. Basis. But I've been around. Yeah. And people drive like freaking maniacs around here. So you want to hear some uh, poetic uh, s- synchronicity here yesterday? Yeah. I'm listening to the story as someone is uh-huh. riding my ass yeah. on Lincoln. <laughs> and I'm right. like, you've got to goddamn be kidding me. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever driven in Massachusetts? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. not driven. I've I've been driven. Uh, you know, I've been in a car. But I've, I've had driven, driven myself. Terrible, terrible experiences. Yeah, I mean, in, the, in the, Mass- the, and they call them mass holes. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. They that's do. Really funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, L.A. and Philadelphia were among the leaders in uh, hard braking and rapid acceleration. Gas Buddy says the findings were compiled using data from their driver drives feature in the Gas Buddy app that offers drivers an assessment of their driving habits during their trip in an effort to imp- uh, improve fuel efficiency. Efficiency, mapping out when and where a poor driving habit occurred. You know what we may have to talk about someday is, um, you know, because we, we have travel routes, we have travel times, regular people need to go to work, so they have schedules that they're yes. on. Yeah. And I will bet you, and because I, Lord knows I do, you'll see a repeat offender regularly. Like somebody you recognize, yeah. their vehicles, there you, goes that you do. again. You have co- a, guy a couple a, of times. In a black Yukon, I, I haven't seen him lately, but the most aggressive and dangerous driver I've ever seen. I've called the police to say, can you do something about, about this? I mean, not just speeding, not just doing 80 miles an hour, which most people do yeah. around here, especially when you get on the roads that have 70 miles per hour. But I mean, aggressive, a-hole driving. Lane shifting. And I will get, oh, and tailgating yeah. and, and cutting off, uh, you know, uh, semis and crazy stuff like that. But I, I'm sure that there are people listening that have a regular, every day, there he goes again, or there yep. she goes again, you know what I mean? Oh, I He's got the cheese out again. Damn it. Whipping out the cheese. Sucking on the pickle. <laughs> what is it with this goddamn state? Well, listen, I don't know how accurate this list is because New York is not on it. New York is pretty horrible, but I'll tell you one thing. I don't know how that's possible. That I know you guys say that, that there are aggressive drivers here in Philly, but it's not like anything I've experienced, at least on the Belt Park. No, right? it's it's good training. It's actually, they're, they're almost, they're probably, uh, there's an umbilical cord somewhere attaching both of them. But the thing about the hard braking is, is, is something you see all over the place where someone ahead of you should be slowing down. So you can get the indicator that traffic's going to come to a stop, and bam, and they then just they stop. Slip. Yeah, I hate that. Perhaps New York drivers are are not the, the the most aggressive, but they could be the most idiotic. Well, here's the deal. Okay, so I quite often mention that the Bell Parkway is uh, hell on earth. It, mm-hmm. it, it connects to Southern State Parkway. Take the Schuylkill and multiply it by like 15, and that's I'm, mm-hmm. I'm talking about distance as well. It's just a nightmare. 
there are portions along this where it's just a concrete divider, mm-hmm. and, and there the are car scrapes ever. and dents. You know what? I think that's part of it. I think that I think part of it is, and, and I, I can only speak to Manhattan driving, but part of it is just how the roads are laid out. They're horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. really hard to drive in Francis in Lewis area. Boulevard takes you, Preston, as you're coming down Francis Lewis Boulevard. You basically drive into a concrete wall that turns right. <laughs> you, you've done it. You know what I'm talking about. But there was a woman yesterday driving a car with New York plates on it that was... It's Conchalkin State Road over here. Yeah. Drove backwards in in a lane of traffic. Sounds right. For about 150 yards. Yeah, that okay? sounds about right. How about you just U-turn? Mm-hmm. Or okay. go, hey. to, go to your next possible point to <laughs> yes. turn around and just do it. But Everything's going to be fine. This... Unless you have a kidney in an ice bucket in the right. back that you're getting to the hospital. Right. Take the time. Yeah, but this woman was, I mean, literally was driving Yeah, backwards. that's what I mean. I don't, crazy. I don't know how New York did not make this list. So among uh, Los Angeles and Philadelphia coming in second, uh, third was Sacramento, Atlanta, San Francisco, San Diego, Orlando, Detroit, Austin, and then Las Vegas. But New York did not make this list. Mm. Okay, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers beat the Cleveland Cavaliers last night in South Philly, winning 106 to 99. Ben Simmons scored 26 points. Joel Embiid had 19 rebounds and made some big plays down the stretch as the Sixers held on for the victory. With the win, the Sixers remain in third place in the Eastern Conference. They have the same record as the Indiana Pacers and are two games up on the Boston Celtics. Up next for the Sixers is a game at home on Friday night against the Sacramento Kings. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. In football news, the Giants have agreed to trade Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cleveland Browns. The blockbuster deal sends the star receiver out of New York less than a year after he signed a massive contract with the team. The Giants will receive Browns first, uh, the Browns' first round pick in 2019, uh, their second third round pick this year, and safety Jabril Peppers for Beckham. Beckham signed a five-year deal with the Giants worth up to $98.5 million last August, making him the highest paid receiver in the NFL at the time. And the Flyers didn't play last night, and they're off until tomorrow when they'll host the defending Stanley Cup champs, the Washington Capitals. The Flyers are currently five points out of the final wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. Yesterday, head coach Scott Gordon announced that goalie Carter Hart will make his first start since injuring his ankle on February 21st, exactly three weeks to the day of his last appearance. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks so much, Kathy. Uh, here we are midweek, a Wednesday morning. That usually means a secret text word. Let me say, I haven't even looked at this. What uh-huh. do we have today? We have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets to see a Steely Dan. Oh! Uh, November 6th is a Wednesday night show at the Met, part of their three-night epic stand. Uh, so on the 6th is when we will give away tickets for that. So text the word secret uh, to 39333. That's the Asia show. Asia, Gaucho, and okay. then the, the greatest hits. Yeah. yeah. Two one five two six three. No, don't call right now. What the hell am I talking <laughs> about? Text, text the word secret to three nine three three three. We'll send a word back to you. Sorry, what? I'm sorry. Chris. No, I was just said. Uh, say call me. Okay. Because <laughs> you were saying call now. No, I want you to text now to 39333. Anyhow, um, uh, we'll send a word back to you. Later on, we'll ask you to call in with that word, and the designated caller is going to win those tickets. And we'll grab a random texture as well and give away a pair that way, too. So two different ways to win this morning. We will have on the program today a Not Your Average listener. Been a little while. We'll find out what their story is. We'll see if you think their story is worth a cash prize. We also have some Eagles cheerleaders stopping by. Why? Because... 
The auditions for the squad are coming up. <laughs> Preston. Yeah? I think I'm ready. You're going to go for it? I think I'm ready. <laughs> this is the year. All right. Yeah. Right, there have been some missteps before. You feel fit and ready to go. Yeah. All right. And I feel pretty. All right. Well, Aww. that's very important. It gives you a sense of confidence. So we will uh, we'll get the details from those ladies later on. And this morning on the program, Olivia Newton-John is yes. checking in the Olivia Newton-John. She has a new memoir out, so we will talk to her. And on top of that, we're going on TV. We're going to do a Fox Good Day hit. So we'll take a break, come back in a second. Obviously, we got to get into that cheating scandal a little bit with the celebrities involved. And I have a bunch of other... Oh, The Bachelor ended last night. <laughs> And we have the clips you want to hear. <laughs> Trust me, they're boring. Those things and more. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big-name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters. Why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. We give away tickets to Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. And the question I have for you... Uh, is this what celebrities appeared on the cover of Vanity Four or Vanity Four Vanity Fair the most times two one five two six three WMMR? What celebrity has appeared on the cover of Vanity Fair the most times? Call now if you know the answer. Vanity Four is their golf publication. Ah, Vanity yeah. Four. Hey, there's a bunch of birthdays today. Uh, today is Wednesday, March thirteenth, and David Draymond, uh, the singer of Disturbed. Uh, excuse me, celebrates his forty sixth birthday. You today. were just reporting about him freaking out, right? Was no, it Aaron Lewis. Aaron Lewis. That's it. I have, Sometimes I confuse them. I, dude, I, I get a lot of them blurred together yeah, yeah, from yeah. time to time as well. And I was thinking the same thing. Is that the same guy? Uh, but David Raymond is of Disturbed. Uh, so, and, But I do have information about Aaron Lewis and Stained coming up in uh, Music News a little bit later on this morning. It might be, they might get back together and play. Uh, he's 46, David Raymond. Uh, Adam Clayton, bassist for U2. Is uh, 59 years old today. The one you met? I always I've, met, I've met him twice. Yeah. Uh, I met him at the uh, Zoo TV tour, and then I met him on, uh, what album had uh, Lemon? Uh, oh, uh, Zuropa? Might have been Zuropa. And you said you saw him at the Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, yeah, we ran in into each other one time. Yeah. Adam Clayton? No. Uh, I just love this place. He's a very nice guy. Uh, he was still drinking at that time because he had a bottle of Heineken in his hand <laughs> the, the second time I met him. Uh, but he was in a good mood and ready to play in Philly. And uh, yeah, at this point, they're they're in the sweet spot. You know, they yeah. they, they the careers are they're still huge. Yep, more money than you could possibly want, and they, uh, they do what they want. Their current their their new releases don't do what they used to do, no. and that's a sign of you know just a, a band aging. But they can still go out and sell out gigantic rooms wherever they go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he is uh, 59 today. Common, the rapper and actor, uh, is 47. He was in... Did you guys just feel that? Yes. What was was that? a big thump. Like a thump, yeah. I I believe it was construction. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Anyhow. um, (laughs) Let's just hope it was. uh, He's 47 today, Common. (laughs) 
is John Wick, man. Yeah. John Wick Two, at least. What's that? He was John Common. Oh, he, you're right. He was one of the. Uh, yeah. He was like the guy who was up against him. And they one of the best scenes because they're that brutal fight and they go flying through the window of the Continental, yeah. a, a, the uh, the Italian uh, you know version of it. Yeah. And the second they go in, Kathy, I know you're a big fan. When they, they go inside to the, the hotel, they have to immediately stop fighting because yep. you cannot bring your business inside. That's the rule. He's 47. Emil Hirsch, uh, who was a star in the movie Into the Wild. Good actor. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what has he been up to lately? Not sure lately. Um, he was also in the movie Milk. He played Speed Racer as well, which was which didn't do that well. I, it was okay. Uh, he's 34. I don't know what he's been. I guess he's still acting, but just not a lot of big roles. Yeah. Huh. Then you have Danny Masterson. We were just talking about him. Yeah. I think we were talking about Laura Prepon, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. It was her birthday. Yeah. And uh, we were wondering if they were in a relationship. Right, today, right. Which they aren't. But uh, he's, he's the guy that's facing some, uh, some uh, accusations in yes. the Church of Scientology and... Uh, maybe some sexual assaults and things like that. I haven't seen anything uh-huh. refuted. I, I guess it's they're investigating, but sure. it's more than one. Yeah, it's uh, four. And, oh, really? But he's not been charged or arrested. So there are four pending charges uh, and allegations against him. But uh, these are from 2017. So I don't know if they're hung up in the court system or what the deal is. He's 43. Uh, then you have uh, the actress Dana Delaney. Yeah, I always liked her. Yeah. Uh, she done. I mean, she's trying to be. She's also in Tombstone. She's great in Tombstone. But lately, I mean. Tombstone 3. <laughs> is that who that was in Tombstone? Yeah, Danny Delaney. Is that yeah. the, the uh, Kurt Russell fa- falls in love with? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's 63 today. And then, last birthday I have, and I can't believe it, because his wife is involved in a big-time scandal today. It's William H. Macy's birthday. <gasps> what a lousy birthday. Yeah. How but, did he avoid... We don't know. Because, we don't know yeah. what, what, but he was not charged, yeah, right. and um, yeah. not part of the um, the whole thing. At least yeah. that's what they're saying. So we don't he's, know. Uh, Sixty nine uh, years old today. So happy birthday to everybody! And he was nominated for Jurassic Park three. Correct? <laughs> no, no. He is, he's great and shameless. <laughs> Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question: uh, What celebrity has appeared on the cover of Vanity Fair the most times? Two one five two six three W M M R. I will go to Jay. Hi, Jay. Good morning. Yeah, Duke. Yeah, Duke. Shay, do you know the answer? Uh, Demi Moore? Nope. Oh, oh, man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot Whatever. to change um, <laughs> sound banks. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> I thought you were blowing up a bike tire. Uh, <laughs> that was a bed squeaking. Oh, is that what that was? I'll go to Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Good, Jeannie. You know the answer? <laughs> No, but I'm going to guess Obama. Uh, no, you, you truly don't know the answer, but thank you. Uh, and those are the only two calls we hit up. Which wow. Is strange, yeah. Um, uh, so go do a little research. What celebrity has appeared on the cover of Vanity Fair the most times? 215-263-WMMR. So we'll dive right into this story. Kathy touched on it in the news. Federal authorities charged dozens of people, including Felicity Huffman and Lori. I've heard her name. By the way, is it Laughlin or Lachlan? I say Laughlin. I've heard it pronounced both ways. And I heard Laughlin yesterday. That's why I said Let's it go that with way. Laughlin. I've always said Laughlin, too. So, yeah. anyhow. And it, we're broadcasters. It's a sweeping admissions uh, bribery case. The charges were unsealed yesterday against coaches and others and involved several elite schools, including Wake Forest University, Stanford, Yale, Georgetown, and University of Southern California. Hoffman and Laughlin and 50-plus others are being charged with conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest uh, services mail fraud. 
The alleged fraud was organized by a California businessman who promised to help help kids get into the school of their choice by enlisting SAT, ACT administrators and college coaches. And according to TMZ, court records show that the stars and others shelled out as much as $6 million to get their kids into these schools. I mean, that's some heavy loot Yeah, to bypass a lot of this stuff. And yep. it, the multiple levels they were operating on just blows your mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into some more of the specifics. Yep. We're going to open up on this if we have time. We have a bunch of guests on the show today. But... Um, Huffman was reportedly arrested yesterday and will be released on bond. She and her husband, William H. Macy, reportedly made a charitable donation of $15,000 to participate in a college entrance cheating scheme. Macy himself was not arrested. Their daughter reportedly received a 1420 on her SAT, which is an uptick of 400 points from her PSAT. By the way, remind me, what's a good score on SATs? Well, 1600 is perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they so, changed it back to that scoring, right? They yeah, changed for, for a, a little years, bit. Yeah, it was like 2400. There were three exam, or three parts of the exam, 800 points each, uh, but now it's back to 1600. So... That's certainly a market increase, but it's not outlandish. It is outlandish. I mean, I was just talking to my nephew about this. Is it? Yeah, because he took his SATs this past weekend, and he was expecting a certain score. Yeah. And that was because it was uh, 110 points above what the PSATs were, and that's sort of like the way it goes. They they say, I took it, them- let's say you get a, an 1,100 on your PSAT, yeah. you can expect a 1,210 on or in somewhere in that na- uh, range for your SATs. Okay. All right. So this is an uptick of 400. Of 400. Uh, Laughlin and her husband, uh, Mosimo Giannulli, who is the founder of uh, Mosimo Clothing Brand, uh, allegedly shelled out a half a million dollars to have their two girls designated as recruits of USC. One of their daughters, Olivia Jade, is a prominent social media influencer. Both Olivia and her older sister, Isabella Rose, are still currently students at USC. Their fates and those of the other students in the scandal are unknown at this point. So this Olivia is a knockout. So, okay. And she's very much in the Kylie Jenner mode. Yeah. So all of her Instagram posts are like that. Yeah. Uh, it's just wild because... Of course, uh, you need a college degree from USC to do that. Right. right? Laurie Laughlin was on um, uh, to the Today Show, I think it was last year, talking about how proud she was that her daughter got into the college and how hard she worked for it. <laughs> and then the daughter got a whole bunch of blowback pressing because she posted on Instagram that she wasn't really into learning but was looking forward to the parties. So, oh, but you know, and, listen, and I'm, I know this is like stating the obvious, but like how, what a sense of entitlement and what are you teaching your kids by doing that? Unless, unbelievable. unless, do you, here's my question. I don't know. I'm just asking. Do you think the kids knew? I, you know what, I read... The, that the shell game is being played? I read um, that in some cases the kids did not know. Okay, okay. see that. If you're fudging the whole athletics program thing, You'd have to know. You got You'd it. Have because to they know. were apparently, I guess I forget whose kids were photographed on rowing machines. And they were yeah. never even on they the team. They were never even on the rowing yeah. team? Yeah. So my yeah. question is that $500,000 figure, because just from a pure finances point of view, how is that at all worth it? Yeah, because some are pointing out that's the cost of an entire education right there. And USC is a great school, but it's not the only school out there. You can get your, yeah. your kid a great education or give them a half million. To invest. Unless Seriously. what you're dealing with also, Nick, is, I want to go to USC. Right. That's a good point. I really want to go. Boy, I better watch out because we're trying to pull the same scam over at Montgomery County Community College. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 
listening, you know what that means. You've got to take the Dean out for Panera. I can't believe you said that out loud, man. Did I? Yes. Oh, my God. All right, anyhow, this thing's got me all in a tizzy. Yeah. Uh, so, Laughlin uh, took a flight to L.A. on Tuesday and surrendered at the Central District Court. At least 13 defendants, including Huffman and Giannulli, appeared in federal court in L.A. late uh, on the day on Tuesday. One bright spot for uh, Felicity Huffman, though, Preston. She has a good excuse for not getting her husband a birthday gift. <laughs> By the way, William Rick Singer is the guy who allegedly ran this game. He's pleaded guilty to racketeering, money laundering, tax conspiracy, and obstruction of justice. He faces up to 65 years in prison. When you see the words mail fraud jump up, yeah. that's always bad. Listen, Always bad. Yeah, They've sent people back in the day to Alcatraz for that. <laughs> oh, oh yes, they did. So, now, we don't don't think, you know. I was talking. I was talking to my TV. I was listening to a guy on TV talk about the whole thing, and he was describing the um, just inherently when you if if it goes to court and it, you know whatever the deal is, you have parents who are trying to do the best by their children. That always sort of weighs in their favor, even though this seems really like a dick move, especially since some of these things. A lot of this was targeted for for students who don't have the wherewithal to get in. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. All right. Uh, I need to go back and phone and see if we can get an answer to this. What celebrity has appeared on the cover of Vanity Fair the most times? Because we didn't get a winner yet. I'm going to go to Tim. Hi, Tim. Good morning. Good morning. Tim, the answer, please. Is it Madonna? It hey! is. The material girl. Madonna. Hang on, Tim. A pair of tickets for the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival hosting their first ever Atlantic City Beer Week. March 25th through the 31st, one grand prize winner will also receive an overnight stay for Friday, March 29th at Bally's. Visit acbeerfest.com for more information. So, Casey, I need some love music. Oh, okay. It's I the moment you. that Bachelor fans have been waiting for. <laughs> Colton Underwood handed out his final rose on the Bachelor finale last night. Now, this is the virgin. Yes. Colton. It was a suspenseful two-night finale for fans after Underwood was dumped by Cassie Randolph on Monday night's episode, leaving him with uh, Tashia and Hannah G. But in a shocking turn of events, Underwood turned around and said goodbye to both remaining women in order to ask Randolph for another chance. He went back to the woman who scorned him. Underwood was able to chase Randolph down before she left Portugal. And she agreed to meet his family and travel with him to uh, Mallorca, Spain. Now, they all live in Portugal and Mallorca, Spain. It's, I think it's Mallorca. Mallorca, it's, it's Spain. Mallorca. Mallorca is what you say when you own a killer whale. <laughs> That's Mallorca. That's Mallorca. That's Mallorca. Uh, they dated for a week <laughs> and even had their night in a fantasy suite. By the way, they did some rappelling and, uh, you know. Of well, course. Yeah, That's what you do yeah. when you're building a, re- or a foundation for a relationship. Right. Or you go to the movies. But the big question still remain. Are they engaged? That is the question now. After this amount of time, after all the tossing and turning and hand-wringing, what's the status? And did Underwood lose his virginity? That's the other question. Does he love her? Wow. Yeah. And they actually, during the show, Preston, they did that sniffing the D thing. Oh, really? Just to see? (laughs) Uh, Underwood and Randolph did get back together in Portugal and are still together, but they are not engaged. We're back together in Portugal. Yeah, they're not. Do we live in Portugal? No, it's for the show, dummy. Uh, They're not engaged. They're not living together, and they're just taking things day by day. I tell you, we really had a good time in Portugal. (laughs) Underwood did reveal that That's my orca. That he recently... (laughs) (laughs) 
that he recently moved to Los Angeles to be closer to Randolph. The city of Angeles. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't know where he lived. Morka. Oh, in Morka. Uh, that's where Robin Williams comes from. As for other Underwood, as for whether Underwood lost his... I'm vir- Colton from Ork. His, his virginity, he and Randolph played coy and uh, would only say that they did what was best for their relationship. So I'll tell you what, nine months, don't be surprised if there's a butt baby. And oh, uh, wow. Chris, Chris, Harrison took, Chris Harrison took that as a yes. Well, they had them... The f- Listen, I just watched the video snippets, the recap. They showed him jumping up on a bed, you know, with a rose, and they were uh, so she she did that move where you know playing hard to get. All these it things worked. are so orchestrated, and it oh worked. God. It worked like gangbusters. All right, we have a couple we of have, clips. We have the two clips. Yes, uh, this is uh, the first one. Here we go. Then this is in during the finale. Where is your relationship right now? How does this stand? We're in love. Yeah, we're super in love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyone who uses the word super to describe their love we're, for each other, super <laughs> it's not going to So, like, super. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, strong. But everybody cheers, and I get angry. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. We're in love. Yeah. We're in love. Super in love. Super. super. She's right. She's a wordsmith. I just, <laughs> are, are you planning on getting engaged? Definitely something we've talked about. Super engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely What's, something we've talked about. <laughs> if you're super in love, yeah. but you talked about engagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so keen on that. Yeah. I mean, nothing's holding me back right now. No, Ex- I think. Except- holding me back right now. No, I still, we still have um, a lot of conversation to have, and we still have a lot of room to grow in our relationship, too. So we're enjoying dating right now. All right. When, well, in, when in your time ever talking about your relationship with Rochelle, did you say we're still talking? We have a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Did you? Did those words ever leave your mouth? No, I don't think so. Uh, who talks like that? Well, and by I, the got way, a lot of room to grow. By the way, the point of the show is that you have to ask someone to marry you at the end. That's what he the entire the system. He that's did. what the entire show has been created around. At the end of the however many eight week run or whatever it is. That there's an engagement. I love you. Yeah, yeah. He jumped the fence. He bucked I did the system. Jump the fence. You know, yeah. Yeah. Did all that stuff. I'm a virgin. But it, I mean, if you think about it, I don't know where either it's, of these people are from. So Portugal. So he's not from Portugal, and he's not from your orchid. I'm either. not. No. No. Why was I in Portugal? <laughs> but uh, so. Oh, when we got on the car with those wings. So when, when the cameras <laughs> the cameras go down and, and everything's done being filmed, then they're left with each other and these questions. I understand that. If they really are truly super in love. Super. And she lives in Houston and he lives in Oregon. Like, and nothing's going to happen. N- but you don't the, know. So The relationship will go south. As, as yeah. they, they almost oh, yeah. always do. In this case, though, you, uh, the time frame bef- between when the thing supposedly airs and when it's already been filmed... Because it's there's certainly they've yeah. got to edit and add all the stuff and yeah. do all the so you got to figure you're probably talking five six months right seven months well, that, probably but some of the stuff last night was live so I I get confused as to like what it's after the rose ceremony okay after the rose special after the last rose by, by the, the way, way he's from Indiana Casey's where he grew up and where's okay. she from 
Oh, I don't care. Cowboy Anna. <laughs> Cowboy Anna. You, can only, you, you can't provide from half Indiana information. And she's from <laughs> Cowboy Anna. <laughs> she's from Altiana. By the way, he did point out uh, that at some point, you know, uh, him jumping over the fence. He said, you know how much I didn't want to watch you walk away? Uh, I hopped an eight-foot fence and ran away. Dude, eight feet is almost seven feet. <laughs> dude, he hopped that thing like a gazelle, too, by the way. Did you? Like a gazelle. <laughs> like a gazelle. <laughs> I jumped. I like no. You don't know. I was in Portugal, and I had to jump a seven-foot fence, like a gazel. That was eight feet tall. Eight, an eight-foot, seven-foot fence. <laughs> I'm not an animal. That hurts. So we have another clip. Let me play that. This is gonna. This is gonna surprise you, Preston. Uh, oh, seriously? Yeah. yeah well, because they had a special musical performance last night. Oh no. Supply. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. The band Air yeah, Supply yeah, yeah, yeah. was actually there? That's what it said, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> Jesus, okay. Now, how did this season hold up to other seasons? Well, because he was a virgin. That was the conceit of this one. And right. then, as with all of these things, um, it, the clip wasn't worth playing, Preston, because they don't actually talk to her. But they unveiled, as they do at the end of every Bachelor, yes. the Bachelorette. They did. And so there is a new Bachelorette. Yes. And uh, she is from that show. She's from this, I guess, this Yes. Current yeah. uh, episode, and her name is Hannah B. or Hannah Brown. So they picked the one that they think is um, caught some heat. She made it pretty far this season, but Colton dumped her shortly after he introduced her to his family. I, I got to run free of a gazelle. <laughs> 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 and she got to meet several of her contestants, uh, two of whom are named Luke uh, during Tuesday night's uh, finale. Luke. So, I don't know when that'll start. But are and, they going to Portugal? And I don't know where this is going to go, but they're they're just hanging out, and uh, that's how the whole show ended. Maybe and, they'll go to Antarctica. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'll get <laughs> all the way down to Antarctica. So that that one's in the books, folks, and uh, we'll follow along. I do have some other stories. We'll get to these. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, Catholic officials are not laughing over uh, SNL star Pete Davidson's. Quote, disgraceful and offensive remarks, likening fans of R. Kelly to fans of the Catholic Church on Weekend Update. We talked about this uh, the other day. Yeah. Uh, In a statement, the Diocese of Brooklyn said the faithful of our church are disgusted by the harassment by those in news and entertainment. And this sketch offends millions. Uh, The mockery of this difficult time in the church's history serves no purpose. The clergy sex abuse crisis is shameful and no one should ever get a laugh at the expense of the victims who have suffered irreparably. Yeah, but they're not laughing at the at the expense of the victims. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's this is a tough one. It's a tough one. So they just you know I just wanted to mention that they spoke out officially uh, against what he had to say. Uh, Kim Kardashian. Here's another cause of hers. Uh, it's her openness about psoriasis. Does she have psoriasis? I she does, so. doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, the condition that creates scaly, itchy patches. Well, you guys, you guys I have it. You guys share a bond. We do. Kim and I, and are, you both have. We're, we're sisters. Fierce asses. Fierce. <laughs> Can I ask you, Preston, when your psoriasis flares up, does it always flare up in the same spots? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. On his fierce ass. On my, all over my fierce ass. No, I don't get any on my ass. Uh, elbows, there, there's some spots that are that are atypical of, of most people. Elbows, I get them. And spots on my, uh, my legs as well. 
Uh, also, your ears can be, and and you can get it all over your head too. I used to get it all over my head, but I don't any longer. Okay. You know, it's weird. My dad had it. Re- I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, my dad had it really bad on his hands. Would it? Would it? Big cracks. In, impede. Oh, oh it's horrible. Like, like, like he couldn't close his ooh, hands all the ooh. way. Oh, wow. Very, very painful. My yeah. cousin has it. She has it worse than you do, Preston. Okay, yes. I mean, at my, least mine's from a what, very mild case. Yeah. What's visible, you yeah. know, but it's, yeah, it's bad. Well, Cindy Lauper, Cindy Lauper, Lauper. commercials for, and they're yeah. it, and they're they're making big innovations with it. The thing is, with a lot of these things, and like the, the topical steroids, Preston, which you know about. Yep, you can't get it on other people. Yeah, and uh, but it's funny because I have the bit of I have the vitiligo. I have the and uh, it's another sort of um, uh, uh, I forget what they call them autoimmune. A disease. Yep. And uh, same thing. It will be on the elbows. It will mm-hmm. be on the knees. You know. Yep. Uh, there are injections you can get that pretty much cover it, uh, like uh, Embrol, and you, you see in these commercials. But anyhow, uh, Kim in February slammed a tabloid for a story about her uh, skin, and this week she hit up, in, pit up in, she hit up Instagram. Why are you still here? Uh, trying to help <laughs> to share makeup-free images of her psoriasis face. She called it with fans. Uh, she famously rubbed Courtney's breast milk on her psoriasis as a, as a home remedy. That's I'm keeping great. Keeping up with the Kardashians. I rubbed my wife's snot on my head. Oh, my God. Uh, Natalie Portman has been granted a permanent restraining order against the man who allegedly showed up at her home claiming to be fictional killer John Wick. Uh, the order <laughs> bars That's him so from coming within 100 yards of her, her husband, and their two kids. Listen. I'm a massive John Wick fan. Kathy, my John Wick action figure is coming in the mail. Oh, Ooh. good. Perfect. Can't but wait. Where's what that compels one? it? Uh, I don't know. That might go right, right, right in front of Kathy right here. But the... Um, <laughs> This dude believes he's John Wick. Well, he's crazy. He, uh, he, uh, she called 911 on uh, the 31st of January to report a trespasser. According to police reports, he identified himself as John Wick, even though officers had his Colorado driver's license, which confirmed his true identity. The man told them that he had spoken uh, to the uh, reporting person, meaning uh, yeah. Natalie Portman, several times telepathically. Oh, so he did He did reach out. He reached out, and uh, she had confirmed telepathically yeah. for her him to travel to, to from Colorado to L.A. to meet her. I so, need the, I, John Wick, I need you. Come and, to New York. And uh, now he can't be within 100 yards. So. Did you know that John Wick had telepathic skills? Oh, my skills? God. It's clear as a bell. It's not surprising. That guy no. can do almost anything. And the third one, he flies. Judge Judy Scheinlin is set to snag a Lifetime Achievement Award at the 2019 Daytime Emmys. Uh, so she's yeah. going in the hallowed halls. How long has she been on? Is it about 20 That's a years? Good question. That show's been on for a long time. I uh, mean, she, the original Judge Wapner... On the people's court was maybe like eight years. Uh, the Academy will make the official announcement d- today, as well as announcing the lifetime achievement honoree for the Creative Arts Celebration on May third. Uh, Shylin, who is seventy six, has won three daytime Emmys, and the forty six award show is taking place on Sunday, May fifth. Uh, Steve, the show has been on since ninety six, which is un- unbelievable. And you watched that um, Norm Macdonald has a show. Yeah, show, right? oh, she was good. She was so she was good. really good. And you could tell that Norm had her on because he has enormous amount of respect for her, and he asked her some really good questions. And it's, it's a half hour of them having a, a really interesting conversation. You need a a judge, uh, and that's what judges do. Uh, obviously, she amps it up for the show, but you need to have someone who says, "What? Here's the law." Here's what you're responsible for. I don't want to see your hand-drawn picture of the dent in the car. It's not admissible. And just cut to the chase. You only have a half hour. Yeah. Hey, listen, we only got a half hour. 
But I've seen her be so mean to people, you know? <laughs> Like I, like nice people, and yeah. then like this kid well, is yeah. I, I've seen her. She she does like to manhandle mm-hmm. everybody that that appears before yeah. her. And there are times where I have seen people that are pleading their case, and they just need a little time to get to spit it out. Right, and she just jumps on. Oh, yeah. But and I don't like it. That's what drives the that's, rating. That's yeah. what drives some the rating. And that's why she's been so. Where's successful. Judge Hatchet these days? Right. Yeah. Some yeah. people like that, and some people don't. But it makes me feel uncomfortable. And so I'm like, I, I, I can't, I don't want to watch this, and I just turn it off. I know, I, I think I can peg the kind of things that make you uncomfortable. Like, like uh, Meet the Fockers makes you uncomfortable. You, you don't like when someone's someone's being berated or put in a, um, in well, a bad situation. The last time I watched it. Or, or being made to feel guilty. And it wasn't, you know, like, I, it wasn't like, oh, it's Judge Judy time. Yeah. It's just the TV came on, and Judge Judy was on, and there was this guy, he was, he's a veteran of... Yeah, either Afghanistan or Iraq, right? Uh, and he got screwed. This chick uh, screwed him out of like rent money, and he was being so respectful because I, I, I guess it's what he's been taught. As yeah. you know, and she was so mean to him, and I was like, dude, bitch, like he, he's he's trying, bitch, come on, man. And I didn't like it. I was like, that's just uncalled for, and I understand it's for TV or whatever. But like, you know, you're not gonna. You don't get Wait, my if eyes. you want to feel comfortable about yeah. it, know that they've appeared on the show and that, that really relinquishes them, either party of, of their financial yep. obligations. Yep. Yep. So they, they both sort of come out winners. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so, sorry, Kay, she's getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. Okay, hey. So you, can, you can go and boo. Uh, Dave Franco. You suck! <laughs> Dave Franco and Allison Brie are set to work together in The Rental. It's a horror film, which Franco and Joe Swanberg will direct. Follow, it follows two couples, Brie and Dan Stevens and Sheila Van and Jeremy Allen. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Jeremy Allen White, as they head out for a weekend at a cabin. Franco told Deadline that he couldn't be more excited to be working with such an amazing group of actors for his directorial debut. So that's his... You know, they uh, uncover Preston? Uh-huh. Mold and exposed wires. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so, by the way, that Allison Brie is his wife, so yeah. he'll be directing his wife. They did work together on The Disaster Artist. Now, speaking of Brie... Different Brie. Ooh. Brie Larson. Yeah. Uh, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, congratulated Captain Marvel Brie Larson on the successful opening of her film. Oh, which my surpassed, God. Did they make out? It surpassed both 2017's Beauty and the Beast and Wonder Woman to become the highest grossing female-led film to debut ever. So she wrote, I'm so happy for you, sister. Congrats. Uh, that was over an image of the two characters arm in arm uh, by an artist. Somebody who did some artwork looked pretty cool. Uh, Captain Marvel garnered 153 million in its first weekend out. I haven't seen it yet. I'm I, I doubt I'll be able to see it this week, and I'm hoping to go see it next week. And I'm wondering, as far as female-led uh, genre films go, how that compares to Wonder Woman because I still like watching Wonder Woman. Of the of the two movies, um, I would say I probably liked Wonder Woman a tick more. Okay, because I was happy to see Wonder Woman. Yeah. Get that treatment. That character, yeah. uh, I've always been a fan of Wonder Woman. I was not super informed on Captain Marvel. Right. Uh, but I, they're both really good. And okay. I think you can, you know, this is obviously another step getting towards Endgame yeah. and the MCU, as they say. It also can be frustrating where you as a viewer are, you already know the superhero's full capabilities. But in the movie, they have to discover that themselves. So it, it can be frustrating early on in the movie. Well, then you know, like, dude, you can fire things out of your eyeballs and, you I, know. I, I think the directing in Wonder Woman was really 
phenomenal. Yeah. Pat, Patty Jenkins. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was great. Uh, all right, we're ready for clips. Let's get to those. Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase follows the amateur sleuth and her friends Ooh. as they set out to solve a mystery and make a place for themselves. In this clip, Sophia Lillis talks about her parts of the film. Here we go. Working with Linda Lavin was absolutely amazing, and the whole haunted house scenes are fantastic. The house was like, surreal to be in. All right, I didn't know this until Nick pulled her picture up. She's the girl that plays Beverly in It, the redhead. Oh, I yeah. think this girl's going to be a star. A I star re- and I a really star. I do, yeah. She's, she is going, she is... A very pretty girl. She's going to be a beautiful young woman. But she's really good actress. A lot of depth. Yeah. Uh, so Nancy Drew in The Hidden Staircase premieres this Friday. I didn't know she was playing Nancy Drew, so that's out on Friday. Let's do the next clip. The Hummingbird Project follows two cousins who are high-frequency traders as they go up against their old boss in an effort to make millions. In this clip, Alexander Skarsgård talks about the unique personality of his character. He's a... Uh... Theoretical physics engineer, and he's very comfortable coding and working on algorithms. So his safe space is in front of his computer or with his immediate family. He doesn't like interact with the outside world. So when he's on, uh, left his own devices, it's it's uh, it's troubling. <laughs> so he and hummingbird. Jesse Eisenberg and Salma Hayek are in this film together. He also shaves his head. Press. He does a uh, he does a Casey from the, the camp out. He does the. Uh, are you serious? Yeah, that's so he's the male pattern baldness. Yeah, that's how he's uh, presented in the film. That's great. All right, so the Hummingbird Project hits theaters this Friday. By the way, and there you go. That's what I have for you. And our entertainment report. Man, do we have a lot going on? Secret text word today. A chance for you to win. Uh, some tickets to see Steely Dan Wednesday, November 6th at the Met in Philly. And uh, tickets are on sale this Friday, by the way, at noon, Ticketmaster.com. Text the word secret to 39333. Let's see if you can win this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We're going on Fox. We've got a lot of people stopping by guest-wise, not your average listener, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. And more. We'll be back in a moment. The Preston and Steve Show on 93.3 WMMR. Like the podcast? You'll also love it live. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to about 10.30 a.m. on the radio at 93.3 WMMR. Or stream the show live via MMR's mobile app. So the the big story that's floating around right now is this uh, college entrance cheating scandal thing. Felicity Huffman, uh, Lori Laughlin, to name a few that were involved in paying big money to get this get their kids into these schools. You know, I, I grew up in an atmosphere, my, my, uh, I was well aware of my father's college career. He, you know, he got his master's degree, went to the University of Kentucky, played football, did all this stuff. But I was not brought up in an environment where our focus was, we got to get you into the right school, and you need this in order to have a career. So I... Never really had that pressure or or that whole sense growing I, up. I completely understand you know? that. So so when you read and this this plays into every sort of assumption that people have by of wealthy privileged uh, people who are uh, as concerned with the actual education as they are. It's as much where you're going, the prestige of where you're going. Because well, yeah. the name that gets listed on your resume, the name that gets listed on your resume, exactly. So all that. So you want you can understand that. When, you know, we, even years ago when I went to college, it was, I wanted to go for communications. And 
you know, there was my my parents weren't multimillionaires, so we, you know, I, I I had to. My dad said, you know, see see what apply for a tap or whatever assistance programs there were, other things, and and so you you, you cobbled it together, and and you know, you, you you may do, and and it worked out. But in this case, it's it's so much. My daughter's, you know, yeah. or my son's getting into this school, and and that's really, I don't know, even if that supplants the whole education it's where you're going more than what you're going there for right we just my my eldest son last week just took his sats really so, so yeah mm-hmm. and, and here how much did it cost you to fudge the numbers, it's, <laughs> um, yeah, to fudge the numbers. <laughs> now here is our attitude and this is exactly what i told him we didn't yeah. spend months going you need to take these pre- preparation classes and you need to study for this and that i basically said look it's just gauging what you know and it's not the end of the world. Just do what you can, show what you know, and that's all there is to it. And, and whatever happens, happens. And we didn't put too much pressure on him. And so he went and did it. We won't know the scores for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but we're also not aiming for an Ivy League school or anything like that. So, right, you know, right. I, the pressure is not that on. Um, but these people, I, I, I'm just blown away by the numbers here, by the dollars. The that dollar amount that were spent for this scam. So forty-four to, people, correct? To fudge, right. but yeah, somewhere yeah, in that yeah. like fifty range. Yeah, so, uh, nine of them, I think, were were actual uh, coaches or teachers. But anyhow, um, so uh, fudging the the uh, SATs to get better scores, and also pretending as if they were athletes to be a part of the athletic programs, which I was I couldn't figure out why that was because, the case. I'll tell you why. Because um they get special consideration or they can then take the testing yes. uh in you know like in a separate room with a you know a proctor there or um you know given extra time and then that was those people well, were then fudging the, the scores or, I heard and fixing that, answers. I heard that was claiming that, that they had like special needs or something like that. Well yeah but it's it's also the, the sports For athletics the the athletes also can I didn't know that. Yeah, can also take um a separate you know, take a test in a separate room. And then that leads to a potential to pay somebody off. Well, to, to fix them. To take the test and then also, Preston, at, to after the fact, correct answers. Yeah. yeah. So there are yeah. two things were going on. So yeah. it's gaming the system in order to gain access to the school of choice, right? That, like, that's the whole intent behind all of it? Right. Yeah. As was explained yeah. earlier, we are talking, Nick, to that point, the, the, it, it's happened ever since colleges have existed where you say, hey, okay, so you say your, your dad's a wealthy banker or whatever. Uh, hey, I'm going to buy you a new, uh, you know, computer lab or whatever. What can you do for my son or daughter? Yeah, and that's how it works. So uh, you were describing Preston. It's there's that's back door, and what was happening here was side, side door, side door. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I struggle with the amount of money spent uh, to get into the school. And Kathy, you're right. I mean, it is about resume and, and it's about prestige and it's about uh, gaining access to a school that um, will be a part of who you are for the rest of your life. It just seems to me. Uh, from the outsider looking in to be a staggering amount of money that is woefully misplaced. We also consider the original source, though. You're dealing with wealthy people. Yeah. And in context, it's, oh, it's worth the investment. Yeah. What what Olivia wants to get into uh, the, the uh, film school at, at uh, USC. Sure. Okay. I, I spent, All right, dear. I spent like 600 bucks on an SAT prep course uh, in 11th grade. And the intent of the SAT, and they guaranteed a 100-point increase in your SAT score. And I got a 100-point increase on my SAT score. And so it was 100 points or better. Um, 
I, you know, I, it was that six hundred bucks worth it in, in retrospect? I did. You, I took the test. They they advised us to take it twice, yeah. which I took the test twice. I took the. I did all the preparation stuff. Now in New York, we also had a series of tests called the Regents exams. Which, yes, for some reason. <laughs> Uh, I've never been asked about my Regents diploma, but um, yeah, so that was all, that all seemed part of the deal. But in this case, apparently a lot of these students like never, never even showed up. Uh-huh. So they were yeah. there were pictures of them that were, uh, from what I understand, Kathy, and maybe you can verify this, that were actually photoshopped to show <laughs> yeah, them. That's funny. Yeah, playing water in polo, the sports, playing, playing sports. Playing sports. Yeah, exactly. By the way, speaking of that, and this is what I thought I read this morning: student athletes can get. An athletic waiver, which means that they can have lower test scores than the other students and still get in. Oh, so, so they're on a curve, basically. That's a motivation. For All them. right. Yeah. So, um, Nick, do you think you would have gotten into your college of choice with your old SAT? It's a good score? question. I don't know, but what I do know is um, that the SAT score that I got, which was really good, I did I did quite well on my SATs. Had nothing to do with the fact that I was a terrible college student. Once I, I mean, you guys all know, it took me seven years to graduate, so <laughs> seven and a half years, and I got great SAT scores. And so um, that part of all of it, just looking back as a forty three year old, and and to what high school kids and the pressure that they feel. And Preston, to your point, like I did feel that pressure, and I started feeling it in like seventh and eighth grade. Really? Absolutely. They there were um, wow. they were. Um, uh, what do you call them? Um, assemblies. Where, no, no. Assemblies in school where they would talk about, I didn't know what an SAT was at this point. Because right. I was the oldest brother. And they would, you have to start preparing for the PSATs in 7th yeah. and 8th grade because that's uh-huh. going to determine what school you're going to go to. And that's going to determine what your career is. And all I, of these I life, remember that. It was I, I remember nuts. all that. And I remember that level of anxiety. And I remember that's why uh, we would have sessions. We would go in on Saturday. Uh, there was a couple yeah. of Saturdays we went in. To, to to learn about the process and what was expected of you and and all that stuff and I remember thinking dear God it was uh, to me the phrase that always came to mind was do or die yeah. hey by the way I found an old audio tape last night oh. of uh, this is me prepping for my SAT here you go <laughs> yeah and now the bond guaranteed a one hundred hundred point increase <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah of course <laughs> and I think I got that hang on let me go to Bryn who worked in college admissions hi Bryn good morning. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, Prim. What's up? So, yeah, I watched this on the news this morning, and I just have to shake my head. I did college missions for 13 years. I do college counseling now. And it's possible, but this is a really hard thing to pull off. Mm -hmm. Um, And what you were saying about the athletes, it is that they get a different consideration in the admissions process. They often don't get any special consideration when it comes to the actual test itself. Okay, so Um, they don't, Kath. No, no. Um, And they say, now... Anybody can qualify for a like a special accommodation, okay. but not necessarily just athletes. Kind of thing with the test. So, Brynn, so, yeah. let me ask you: in the actual, so there there was some duplicitous activity surrounding the actual uh, SAT, the taking of the SATs, and and um, so. Apparently, in some cases, people were taking the SATs for these, these students, and at other times, they were there were proctors or people who were able to provide them with answers during the test process, how, yeah. how do you pull that off? Well, that's a good question. My guess is they may have applied for special accommodation, which puts you in a room with far less people, or sometimes it's just you and the proctor. Like, it's just the uh, proctor. Yeah, that's what it was. And so this guy was the proctor. Are, that's who was getting the money, were the, were the proctors who were in there and then taking the tests and fixing them. So, so yeah. uh, Bryn, there, yeah, so we, there was a sort of a, 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 a diagram written out that starts with this one guy, Kathy, who, <laughs> who, who, who sort of flipped evidence on everything. 
and then that that branches out to other college people like these proctors, and that branches out to the, the parents and students who are in, engaged in this. Well, and I did read that there's two, like, uh, I guess there were two main people, and one was a, a private uh, guy that worked at a private school, and then one that worked at The other at one was a- Uncle Jesse. <laughs> 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 Never suspect. Him. Never suspect him. That 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 uh, that hairdo. Never gave it away. But Bryn, you're saying that uh, that the cheating is, uh, in your experience, you've seen it uh, to be a, a, a rare a rare occasion. Yeah, the College Board, who runs the SAT, has really cracked down on cheating and made it much more difficult. There was a scandal in the early 2000s. Um, I want to say it was like in the Long Island area where someone was making, I mean, it was a student who was making tens of thousands of dollars off of taking the test because he could pretend to be somebody with fake ID. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, and they've really cracked down on a lot of that. So it does get harder, but I do proctor the SATs as well often, and I can see it happening, especially if you get that one-on-one scenario. Uh, it wouldn't be that hard to do, which is terrible to say, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. All right, thanks. So, Appreciate it, Brent. I still, to this day, question a friend of mine who, um, he was an athlete and he played in high school and he also got a scholarship in college and went and, and played in college, but uh, could not get a decent grade on his SATs and, like, he really needed to get the score up. And then all of a sudden he had, like like we said, went into, you know, some room where he was either by himself or <laughs> with, you know, a small amount of people, took the test and came out with, like, a 1,200 like from getting like seven hundred the first couple of times he took it, and to this day I'm I did I you ever him, did you I ever ask him? ask him? You I asked him. Yeah. I'm like, who took the test for you? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I took the test. I'm like, we are in our forties now. You can tell me. And he's like, no, I took the test. But okay. I know. Yeah. Something something fishy went on. So I think at some level we, we just assume that you have athletes at colleges and the colleges that there's millions and millions of dollars tied into these things and that's always been part of the process. There's you know the the the, the, the classes that are you know easy A's and so on and so forth and that's you know it's this has been going on forever. I don't know why I think this one caught so much heat because you have two uh, classic TV moms mm-hmm. you know uh, who are involved and it just shows. Um, for some reason, it just it just catches everybody's interest. It's like what the, what the hell? I mean, full house, fuller house. Yeah, yeah, this is not surprising whatsoever. Right? You you're you're surprised and not surprised at the same time. Well, maybe the names that came up yeah. were, are the only like oh yeah. I mean, what's I think more surprising are, are you know the amount of names that aren't. Uh, out there right that, now. You know the, what I mean? The, I guarantee you that, and I'm sure other people would, would verify this, this is probably one in a number of cases that are yet to be discovered. Have we forgotten Thornton Mellon <laughs> yes. buying his right. way into Dear school? God. I mean, please. I mean, he bought a building for the school. Preston, so. one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. Robbie Benson. Yeah. 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 But that was one of the things. When Michelle Obama came and spoke uh, at the Wells Fargo Center back in in, uh, November. And to take her SATs. No, but she was saying that, you know, she'd gone to Princeton. And she was worried that people were going to think that she didn't get in there on her own merits, that it was an affirmative action thing. And then she slowly realized that... Oh, there's a guy in her class who has the same last name as the building that they're in right now. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, right. it's she's good. Yeah, she's all right. Let me go to Greg. Has an interesting and ironic thing to point out. Hey, Greg. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up, bud? So, on the show Shameless, William H Macy's uh, son actually cheats for people on the SAT. Is that like, right? That's right. Yeah, lip, yeah. right. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought it was a, oh my God. a coincidence. That's that hilarious. Wow. Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, Greg, they were showing a clip. I don't. I guess it seemed Thanks. to be from Full House, uh, where it was John Stamos and uh, Laurie Laughlin standing side by side, and she was complaining because he had fudged the entrance oh my form. God. I, it seemed to be for school <laughs> to get the kid into like an elementary school. I mean, so these things, and then more footage, of course, surfaces of her <laughs> on the Today Show, and I think she's delight. I think she. I, I've always loved Laurie Laughlin. But uh, she's talking about how proud she is of her daughter, Olivia, for really hunkering down and getting oh, into school. That's yeah. awful. Yeah, and I know. I, I wonder why the uh, dads were not charged. I guess maybe because the evidence they just <laughs> they had. They were to... smart. <laughs> well, maybe. They but were I know... smart. And I know. Or... Take care of this. Oh. I know well, with Felicity it's... Huffman, they said that they have um, voicemails and, and phone conversations. Yeah. It's probably who is. Con- I, uh, my my guess is, well, in the case of Laurie Laughlin, her husband was brought yeah. into to court. Yeah, so oh, he he, was. He's, oh, okay. he's, he's a fashion mogul. Oh, all right. And I'm pretty sure that uh, William H. Macy was not arrested yesterday because his birthday's today and they didn't want to like put a bummer on There's his a, birthday. If it's your birthday, you don't have to go to court. Right, right. But he wasn't listed at all. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, even his, it, it, what, it didn't even say, you know, wife of or, or anything like that. Hey, yeah. what level of responsibility do the colleges have for all of this? Good question. Well, I Ooh. think there's, well, if it's happening... There were well, there there it's a it's believed they're going to police their own people, but if it's, some of the coaches were were in this, yes, oh, they were part uh, of the scandal, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and they were <laughs> and they're being busted for it, yeah, because yeah. they okay. were given money money yeah. for the yeah. you know okay. for their sport or by whatever. By the way, we we all know somebody who fudged their um which were a highlight tape to for to get into college for college yeah. athletics. Gary, Gary Lowe. Yeah. Okay, no, I didn't it's, say it's well yeah. known. It's yeah. Dornbos. Yeah. He admitted what, it. I, and what did he say? He what basically did he do? He sent, just took. He sent somebody else's highlight tape and said it was him. Yeah, well, that's fine. Well, he's <laughs> a magician. Uh, the long, the long snap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and he admits awesome. it. He got he away with David it. David Copperfield's tape. <laughs> yeah. No, it worked. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're all listen. Fudging is all part of the deal in every aspect of life. You're going to fudge a little bit of something. The fact that you have. Very privileged people. Cheating's a different story. Cheating's a difference. And also, if the kids knew, and we don't know if the kids knew, except in the case you pointed out, Preston, when you're being told as you arrive at school that, oh, you're on the rowing team, yeah. and you're, you you haven't even ever seen a river, yeah. uh, you know, uh, that's going to cause an issue. But, um, you know, in a bizarre way, as as parents... Do you see a point where, you know, you'll do anything for your kids and so maybe that got the better of them? Because there's also the other side of the coin is what no. kind of example are you giving to your kids no, if I, you're doing this? No, this is uh, – I mean, take a look at your own life. Lori Laughlin, she's married to this clothing designer. They're filthy rich. Tons Their of money. kids are going to be fine. Yeah. They're going to be able to find a career and be okay. This is just – to another level. This is prestige. This is an. That's what I think. I agree. Mm-hmm. And Laura, so. and by the way, as you pointed out earlier, this Olivia, uh, her daughter, Lori Laughlin's daughter, is actually making a lot of money as a social influencer yeah. on Instagram. She went to college for that, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. but you know what? It's still so that they can say, like, yeah. you know, what I mean, they can't. You know, maybe they're a type of family where they can't have a daughter that didn't go to college. Or how, how much impact does a school's name have on? I guess it depends on what career you're oh, going I think, after. I think it does. Yeah. yeah. They especially, say, the, especially the name. It, it's mm-hmm. just, oh, this person went here? Okay, sure. let's and bring them in for an interview. Guess what? I went to Harvard. <laughs> yeah, but, all right, so USC is not Harvard. It's not Yale. It's not Stanford. <laughs> you went to Harvard. I did. I went to Harvard twice. <laughs> Nick and MIT. No. Um, and I've been to Princeton as well. 
Uh, and Penn. Yeah. <laughs> very Casey. Well, very well accomplished. I have your job. I went to West Point. <laughs> wow. So the point I'm trying to make here is, is USC is not Harvard as far as um, prestige. M- prestige and merit is concerned. However, more people went to USC. Same thing as Penn State. So, And they always say it's not what you know but who you know, and it really does mean something. So, um, yes, Harvard has the prestige, and, and maybe that will open some doors for you. But also USC, there the are a lot network, of – yeah. As far as the network is concerned, yes. So when, when somebody is taking a look at resumes, they be more might be more inclined to take a – oh, well, this person – is a Trojan. You want to know, you know something? It's very exciting. On uh, Olivia's uh, page there, on our Instagram page, it says, followed by Steve for President's Day. Oh, did it really? <laughs> Olivia Jade. Yeah. You know, this might be a different topic, but the whole part of the athletes being able to get lower scores, like, so do we I not know. have any smart athletes? I, well, I well, no, no, no. I, I'll, I'll tell you a, a quick thing. Number one, let me read this text. It says, I went to LaSalle. I am in $120,000 debt. I have a regular police job. Good luck paying that debt, right? Yeah. But I remember the basketball players in my class uh, literally, the basketball players in my classes literally could not read. I specifically remember when an athlete handed in their test and the teacher said, ah, okay, well, we'll fix this for you. I remember, I have an example. I have, I have two things to tell. Uh, there was a um, uh, a guy that I went to high school with. He ended up becoming a professional baseball player, sat behind me in uh, he was a year above me, and he sat yeah. behind me in psychology. Quite possibly the stupidest person I've ever met. <laughs> One of them. I mean, literally was just dumb. That dude, he went to college. He got a degree. He played professional baseball. Of course. It, of course. They, they, they spoon-fed him grades through high school. And then when I was on jury duty not that long ago, we got into a conversation somehow or another about um, you know, uh, college and, and yeah. athletics, and, and I'd shared that story, and we started talking about some athletes. And I, and I made sure I said, look, not everybody is a dumb athlete. They're an incredibly intelligent people Absolutely. who can pull off athletics and academics and yeah. arts and all kinds of stuff. John sure. Dormas. And so, <laughs> yeah. and so later on, it turns out one of the a guy who sat quiet the whole time, at some point he goes, well, I was one of those guys. And I have a master's degree and all this other stuff. And he was very intelligent. Yeah. And he really took offense to the fact that I was stating that, you know, that, that I had a, an idiot that got the, the free ride. Mm-hmm. But it happened it so much. Happened. It happened. Let's, honestly, it's, it this happens. is not predicated on BS. And uh, But then there are the people who say for the school, so they get bring in this sports uh, star who can't read or whatever – and so other people take the angle that, well, then that brings a whole bunch of money into the school, which allows them to buy these facilities and for the students who are there for the academics and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I also think, listen, you're doing a disservice to the student oh, to- who's never being challenged to learn and, yeah. and, and get that aspect. And it's it's actually an affront and unfair to that individual Despite their incredible athletic prowess, hey, it, 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 that shouldn't rob them of the other experience. Preston actually brought in tapes last week of old radio shows, and he has that guy that he was in class with. He did a radio show. This is a, this is just footage of him. Wow! No, 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 That's no, 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 you see, too, a lot of times um, professional athletes, after their playing career, uh-huh. they go back and they, they finish their and get a degree well, because they never did. They never finished. They never yeah. graduated. Kath, what, what I learned a couple of weeks ago was that, and, and 
this could, I could be wrong here, but when you're given a full ride, like basketball players, because a lot of those guys are one and done. They go in, yeah. they, they play for one season, and then they, you know, they they jet for the NBA or whatever. That if they have a full ride, that that's a full ride for life. That they, they can, can come go back anytime, 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 anytime to get their college degree. Wow. It's so great to be here <laughs> with your other students. Uh, the you know, I get it. I get it all around. It's just in this this particular story just exploded. Yeah, and uh, there's still many layers to to come. I think the the other thing. There are a couple things, one of them also being that one of the daughters was on Instagram when she got into the school and she caught a lot of crap at that time, probably about six, seven months ago or maybe a year ago. And she had posted that um, she wasn't there to learn. She was there to party. Uh, and and people started you know, killing her. What's so funny, I, I mean, and, and coming back to this, though, that, that Lori Laughlin and her husband paid a half million dollars just to get into the school, yeah. not tuition just to just to cheat to get into, into the school, the school. and then had to pay tuition and then had to pay tuition like that's, from what I understand, I think that's what it. Well, uh, you got to give the daughter a break, though, Preston. She's got to take pictures of herself. That's with right. Products. I yeah. didn't think about it all that time, all how, that effort. How does she do in school after that? Like, I, I don't. She, they're currently in school. Okay, both uh, of their daughters are currently students there, from what I understand. So she's uh, isolated a radioactive isotope that they believe. Oh, will, f- will absolutely eliminate cancer. Oh, my Whoa. God. Okay, well. All right. It's amazing. Yeah. I thought she was just into the social media. Yeah, no, exactly. no, wow. no. Interesting. Well, I'm interested <laughs> to see from a, uh, a legal standpoint how this is going to play out, what kind of legal ramifications these guys are going to face and, uh, and how that's going to totally play out. So it's very, very interesting. You know, um, I want, we, maybe I'll take SATs for people, and and I purposely <laughs> fail them. All right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. that's a novel Your idea. Your score went down Nobody's a lot. For that. <laughs> what the hell happened? Right. Oh, I'm not good at this. We got to take a break. We're going live on Fox Good Day in just a moment. We have a not your average listener here this morning. Uh, Olivia Newton-John is going to be on our yes. show today too. She's got a memoir coming out. We'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Friday, March 15th, the Preston and Steve Show will broadcast live from Philly's spring training. We got uniforms and everything. It's really great. They'll be talking more than just bases and balls. Scheduled guests include Coach Gabe Kapler, Charlie Manuel, Reese Hoskins, and more. For MMR fans flocking south to Clearwater, meet up with the show after their broadcast at Frenchie's Tiki Pavilion in left field. Then catch the Phils and the Blue Jays. Tickets available at phillies.com. Preston and Steve live from Philly's Spring Training, sponsored by Xfinity. Stay connected during the biggest moments of every game with Xfinity Internet and 93.3 WMMR. WMMR. Everything that rocks. We will be getting to the Bizarre File in just a moment, but that music means we're going live on Fox Good Day, so let's do it. Uh, Preston and Steve, we don't have a real serious topic today, but thought we might have some fun if you're ready for it. Yes. Uh, so the Frito-Lay people, they make a lot of different chips. Which are your favorites? Here, here, here are your choices. You got the Lay's potato chip, the classic. Mm. Then you got Lay's barbecue, classic Doritos, Cool Ranch Doritos, Cheetos, or just plain Fritos. Oh. Okay, so what? you, you just want to pick our favorite? Uh, oh, I got yeah. my two. Okay. You have um, your two? Yeah, uh, number one for me, it's easy, is uh, the Cool Ranch Dorito. That's, All right. That's, that's oh, by far my one? favorite. Yep. Of those. Okay, that's number I, one. Mm-hmm. I go with the regular classic Lay's and, really? and Fritos. 
Yeah, you know what? Fritos. I love Fritos. Good right about yeah, now. yeah, yeah. See, I like Fritos because you can do a walking taco with a bag. And yes. yes. That's big, the Frito chili pies. <laughs> you, yep. you just yeah, mash you it up and that. do it, you yeah. Can, now, wait a minute. You can do that what? with uh, with Doritos, too. Regular, just the classic Doritos. I've done sure, that many times. You know, yeah. you can do, too. No, you, you can purchase a taco and mash it up in a bag, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's oh. another way, yeah. If you want to. Yeah. Yeah. But why would you go classic? I feel like that's boring. It's just regular. Well, you, uh, for standard sandwiches and stuff like that, uh-huh. regular potato chips are, are the deal. I, I don't usually just sit there and eat snack chips or anything like that. I don't usually. Okay. I'm usually eating, like, Fritos with a sandwich or something like that, mm-hmm. and that's how I do it. So I, I, I would understand if you're a regular snack eater. You might have a different sure. taste. Man. That makes sense. We used to get the, the gigantic container. I'm sorry to interrupt, Mike. The, the gigantic container of just cheese balls. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like this big. <laughs> and we just used to just nosh on that all day long. Oh, that's a good one. What about salt and vinegar ones? I like awesome. I'm a big fan. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Is Kathy in today? Oh, yeah, she's here. Hi, Mike. All right, weigh in. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the barbecue. I think that would be I'm my favorite. We're all over the barbecue place. lays guy. Yeah. Are you? Do you think yeah. that the taste really replicates a barbecue taste? Not at all. Not yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's sort of it's a chemical so taste. Yeah, yeah. It's still good. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Casey Boy, Nick. Uh, barbecue for me. I had some yesterday. It really enhanced the sandwich that I was having. So I felt that they complimented <laughs> like me. the Italian yeah, hoagie. Sandwich was it? Uh, it was an Italian hoagie, Alex, and oh. uh, it was uh, made better by the fact that there was residue on my fingers when I grabbed the sandwich. Ooh. Yeah, doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Man, however, you ever eat barbecue chips with barbecue, though, or is that too much barbecue? Uh, for me, that's too much barbecue. <laughs> yeah, that's you, barbecue overload. Knock, knock down a, a chaser of barbecue sauce, I think you're great. <laughs> Alex, you dip them in Chick-fil-A sauce. That's what you got to do. <laughs> yes, I love Chick-fil-A sauce. No, you do that, But that's just a mix of, what is that? That's barbecue It's barbecue sauce, sauce and, and honey mustard. mustard. Yeah, basically. Uh, Casey, good stuff. what's your take? Quick. Uh, my take is uh, Doritos number one actually Cool Ranch Doritos dead last. Yes. Dead last. Dead last. Is he my dead last too? What? That's the best of the Doritos. Uh, no, it's not. Tweeting in our Twitter poll today. Uh, it, where ours is yeah. Cool this, Ranch. This Doritos, is breaking up the internet. People are freaking out trying to rank these things, and mm. it is hard to rank them. You need mm. them for different situations. It, it, it occurs to me it might very well be subjective. Mm. It might be. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank and, you. Uh, lady. All right. Uh, take care. We'll bye. see you later. Now, the, what they didn't mention was that whole this whole thing was kicked off by, um, believe it or not, well, there's a comedian, a guy named uh, Kevin Fredericks, uh, posted a picture of all those, that variety pack, and said, what is the correct way to rank these chips? And the uh, the person that got everybody a buzz about this was Chris Evans. Yeah. Captain America. Weighed in. Weighed in and said that uh, he, he gave his order, and then people started piggybacking on that. So mm-hmm. he had written, uh, I believe it was his, yeah, Cool Ranch number one. Uh, then sorry Somebody's about that. here, Preston. Yeah, that's my, <laughs> it's my laptop. Doorbell. Cool, cool Ranch, then Cheetos, then Nacho Cheese Doritos, then Fritos, uh, Barbecue Lays, and Original Lays. And then some other people started, other celebs started jumping on board. So Monica Lewinsky yeah. jumped in, and she said, uh, no, Chili Fritos first, which aren't even Semen-flavored. Uh, Semen-flavored <laughs> Cheetos, no. Then uh, Nacho Cheese, uh, Regular Fritos, Funyuns, not listed, and Cool Ranch. You see, you can't go off the list. Yeah. No, no, no. Then um, Questlove jumped in. And he wrote Cool Ranch Cheetos, Regular Ritos, Barbecue Lays, Fritos, Regular Ass Lays <laughs> as last. But he said, but on the real, Migos Wrap Snacks. All that. I don't even know what See, that is. See, he went off the list. And then Danielle Fischel. 
from Boy Meets World. I love her. Topanga yeah. jumped in. She said, uh, flip one and three, and the ranking is correct. So she would rank as number one nacho cheese Doritos and flip it with Cool Ranch. Do you know what's really good, actually? Uh-uh. Uh, hers did... Um, uh, pre, uh, chips for Primo, hoagies. Mm-hmm. And they brought them in here, the samples. And they're supposed to taste like an Italian hoagie. Yeah. They're actually really good. Yeah. I'm afraid that there's now a rift amongst the Avengers because Don Cheadle and Chris Evans are going back and forth. And Don really? Cheadle has his own opinion. And I think Chris is a little hurt by it. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully they can heal <laughs> Do you in the end game. Is your chippage mostly consumed when having sandwiches? Yeah, I never eat chips by themselves. I never. Do. I, 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 either, I'm. Yeah, I will always have it as an accompaniment to something. else. Likewise. Yeah. So if you are just buying a a big bag of chips, yes. right? You're at the supermarket or whatever, and you have a choice of any of them. What do you go with? Low salt. Yeah. Lay's family bag. Mm, I'd go with uh, salt and vinegar. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's spicier nacho uh, Doritos for me. Hey, I'll tell you what actually are really good, and they're a little more frou-frou than this, but oh. it's the um, it's the chips that are multicolors because there's like sweet potatoes, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, I know what yeah, you're talking rutabagas about. Yeah, rutabagas and, uh, and uh, parsnips and those stuff like Those are really that, good. That are deep fried. Those are really, really good. They're, they're a little, little like, hoity-toity. <laughs> they are, yeah. But yeah, I tell you what I love, Steve, are uh, places that, that make homemade chips. Oh, Chops God. over here that, that used to, it's not any longer around. They would serve you a big plate of homemade potato chips with every meal, and they were fantastic. You know who'd do that? Mm. Uh, Winnie's LaBus in okay. Maniunk. Yeah. I love those freaking chips. Yep. Any place that makes their own, I am And a they're fan so of. low in calories. Aren't they, though? <laughs> you pick them up, and your hands are just yeah, dripping. Your hand gets nice. fat. There you go. Tara is the name of the uh, uh, the chips I was talking about. That's <laughs> no, not like Tara Reed, right out loud. Hey, besides potato chips, to to revel in for a moment, uh, a congratulatory announcement is in order for a uh, a member of the President Steve Show family. She no longer works here, uh, but was the right hand person to Mister Nick Murphy. Uh, we knew her as Beth Gardner at the time. She is now Beth. Uh, McLaverty, she and her husband Tim. We went to their wedding, by the way, and it was wonderful. But they uh, they had a baby, yeah! Yeah! so we're very excited uh, for these guys. And the new baby's name is John Francis McLaverty. Uh, he was named after Tim's dad, Aww. and I didn't get the stats on weight and height or you know uh, length Six or feet, any of that. One hundred and eighty so, pounds. No kidding. Yeah. What a, that would have split Beth in half. Well, Beth looks like she had yeah. a six foot longer <laughs> in this picture of her. her the look on her face is like I'm so hammered. <laughs> uh, just after you know, Beth is no larger than of, an infant. If, uh, uh, she's a tiny little yeah, thing, yeah. Uh, so we love those guys, and uh, Beth is one of the best. She's, she's, she's amazing, and we're so happy, and congratulations so cool. all of us here at MMR. All right, we need to do uh, the Bizarre Podcast. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Nick's excited. <laughs> Brought to you by Metropolitan Veterinary Associates. Uh, they're in Norristown, and they have been leading specialty and emergency hospitals, have been a, a leading specialty and emergency hospital for over 30 years. With 13 specialties and over 30 doctors, they are dedicated to providing the highest quality veterinary care. Learn more at metro-vet.com. A Missouri woman was drunk and reenacting a movie, which fatally shot her boyfriend, officials said. 
Kalisha Peterson is facing a charge of second-degree murder in the slaying. She was arrested after police in Fulton, Missouri, responded to Peterson's report that she accidentally shot her boyfriend, David Dalton. What movie? She and Dalton had been watching a movie and drinking alcoholic beverages that evening. I don't think they indicated the movie, Steve. Uh, Peterson advised that at some point, Dalton suggested the two play out a scene in the movie that involved a firearm. (laughs) I love this Deer Hunter movie. Let's try roulette. Peterson advised that the two retrieved a handgun kept in the bedroom to act out the scene. A Taurus 38 caliber revolver held by the woman discharged, striking Dalton in the head. Medics attempted to treat him. They declared he was dead. Um, they could not provide details about the movie that the couple was reenacting and suggested or uh, and suggested the title or knowledge thereof might be used as evidence. Isn't like Twister the game you play when you're drunk? Yeah, right? You pull out a gun? You don't need to whip out the firearms. Police in Slovenia have accused a woman with cutting off her own hand with a circular saw with the help of her family to make a fraudulent insurance claim. Oh, my God. That's going all in. Uh, Wow. The 21-year-old and her relative have been detained and face up to eight years in prison if convicted. The suspects recently took out injury insurance. The woman allegedly stood to gain about $450,000 in compensation and monthly payments of about $4,000 from the policy. She was also doing it to get into USC, Preston. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They have an amputee program. Yeah, they do. Uh, Four members of the family were initially detained earlier this year, but two were later released. And police said the group deliberately cut the woman's hand above the wrist at their home. Relatives took her to the hospital saying she had injured herself while sawing branches and officials say the group left the severed hand behind rather than bringing it to the hospital to ensure the disability was permanent. So, the, oh my God. But the authorities actually recovered the hand back in time and they were able to sew it back on. Ha! Oh wow. See, what I would do is I would cut my hand off, but I'd cut it just above the longest fingernail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they, like, flipped a coin for that? Like, how I don't did know. She- I the twenty-one-year-old. I would be like, "Hey, I, I have many years of ha- handies." Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe she was going to get the best policy out of it. I don't know. She gets the she gets the lion's share. Yeah. A police officer in Paris died after her colleague shot her in the head in what police union leaders called a tragedy due to a mistake in handling a loaded firearm. According to the newspaper, the victim and the suspect were playing with their guns okay. when the incident occurred. The victim was shot. In the central offices of the Paris of the Paris Judicial Police, where she and a male colleague were guarding the building. Look at me, I'm John Wayne. Uh, the suspect has been suspended and taken into custody. The colleagues were quote it says here playing at drawing their weapon. Oh, geez. when the officer was fatally shot, and uh, the two other officers were were present for this. There are regulations as the handling of a firearm when the chamber is loaded, and these were not followed. They said. <laughs> Easily avoided if you followed proper gun protocol. Uh, Kathy, here's one for you, okay? Okay. A suspected shoplifter reportedly drank an entire six-pack of beer inside a Target dressing room. Oh. (laughs) What's the most you put away in a Target dressing room? I wouldn't sit in the dressing room and drink. I would walk around and, you know, sip while I'm shopping. Yeah, well, she... But I purchased it. Don't you just love Target? (laughs) Boop, boop. Officers said that a woman took her cart and a six-pack of Stella Artois into a dressing room and stayed there for over an hour Saturday an afternoon. Hour? Yeah. She was enjoying herself. She probably had her phone, you know, okay. something to entertain her. After, they have little seats in there. This one's taken. <laughs> After finishing the beers, the woman left the store uh, without 
with, with about $200 in merchandise without paying. She probably would have gotten away with it if she didn't try to shoplift whatever she had with her. With what her. she could have done, though, is after, she, after you get drunk, you probably get a little hungry. She could have gone over to the uh, supermarket yes. part, got some uh, sour, uh, some vinegar and chips, you know, yeah. Listen, now salt that, and vinegar chips. Now that they sell wine uh, at the local Target stores. Do I, they? What? I, they do. Yeah, the one in Plymouth Meeting. Say what? Yeah. What about the one over here in City Line? Uh, I'm not sure if, I haven't been to this one over in City Line. Marissa's saying, no, they're, they're not doing that uh. yet. But anyway, I have said this forever. You could go into Target. I could stay there for a full 24 hours and be completely fine. Could you uh, open up? You, they don't allow you to obviously walk around with your, your, your open t- containers. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. I, I doubt it. No. Uh, the woman was later identified as Elijah Johnson. She was arrested and booked into the county jail in suspicion of shoplifting and three other warrants as well. Wild surveillance video captured Sunday morning shows an apparent carjacking that turned into what one family called a kidnapping at a gas station. It's very interesting what happened. The video shows a black Chevrolet SUV pulling up to the gas station and the driver getting out of the vehicle while leaving it running. He enters the store. Well, seconds later, an entirely different woman is seen coming out of the store, getting into that vehicle, and then taking off. So the original driver runs after her and then makes a sharp turn towards a silver Toyota hatchback that isn't his... At a nearby gas pump, gets in that and takes it, steals it to go after his stolen car. Yeah. Okay, so according to a woman named Miriam Dye, uh, she was sitting inside the Toyota as her stepdaughter tried to fuel up the vehicle when the man suddenly jumped in the car and drove away with her in it. Where are we going? The minute he jumped in, she noticed that was not her daughter. Now, she didn't speak English, so she doesn't know what the hell's going on. Uh, so she tries to uh, take the key out of the car, but the key would not come out. She felt really scared. She thought that she was going to die, her uh, her daughter said. And she fought with the driver and jerked the steering wheel, which drew the attention of a police officer. She says an ensuing traffic stop only lasted a few minutes as she had to remain in the car while the man drove around for another 20 minutes or so because they were looking for the original stolen car. Yeah. Di said that uh, she could not understand what the police officer was saying or why he did not arrest the man who stole her vehicle. I was eventually dropped off at the gas station with her car returned to her. So I, in a, in in the panic of that moment, mm. I I don't think I I would be in my mind. I would say, okay, I'll steal this car to get my car. Yeah, I think my first. You might ask somebody, hey, c- can you help me? Yeah, help me. But you don't I jump don't spay, hey. into someone else's car and take off with it. So this guy's actually facing a uh, he might be facing a kidnapping charge. We'll see if that happens or not. And. There you go. That's what I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. All right. uh, We have a secret text word today. It is a chance for you to win tickets to see Steely Dan. There are three shows uh, that will be the 6th, 8th, and 9th of November at uh, the Met in Philadelphia. These are tickets for Wednesday, November 6th. So text the word secret to 39333. And as Casey pointed out, that is the show where they are going to be featuring Asia. And complete details, WMMR.com. And tickets for all three shows go on sale Friday at noon via Ticketmaster.com. We're going to break. We'll come back in a moment. And I believe we have a Not Your Average listener that we will meet. It'll be up to you to decide the fate of this person. We'll be back in a second. Hi, Hi. I'm Alexa. Amazon's voice-activated personal assistant, Alexa, will take you right to MMR's brand new skill. It's the easiest way to open the station live stream and our audio on demand. Simply say, Alexa, open MMR. So, we haven't done this in a little while. It's time for a Not Your Average Listener. Some think that you're a weirdo. Others think you're okay. Sometimes you 
saying that uh listener for us he's the best listener i love it to make it rhyme all right so our non-driver's listener and you're going to determine at the end of this interview uh via a uh a text vote as to whether they deserve the 250 cash prize or not um i'm having a hard time making a big announcement because normally i say our next guest is a dinosaur specialist yeah. or is a, a dinosaur a sage people by you know but this is um should I say tuna expert? Sure. <laughs> tuna, tuna, fan, tuna fanatic? Tuna fisherman? Tuna fisherman, but more than just More than just fisherman. that. Yeah. Please welcome John D'Antonio hey. to the show this morning. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Thanks so, so much for having me. Well, our pleasure. So what should I say? Well, we'll get all, your story in a second, but the, I mean. Yeah, all that is true. All um, right. I'm a passionate chef for 32 years, and I'm a tuna fisherman. I catch those 800-pound tuna that go to Japan. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they get sold to Japan. What you'll be eating today is one of those that didn't get sold to Japan. Okay. How much does an 800-pound tuna cost? They're going to say, how much does it weigh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, when you watch Wicked Tuna, that's a little smoke and mirrors. Um, really? Yeah. By the time the fisherman gets paid, a lot of times they can get as low as $3 a pound. I I understood that yeah why because I I'll, I've seen that show a couple of times and it's uh, you know it, it it doesn't seem wildly lucrative on that end right well there are fish you've heard about the three and a half million dollar fish yes That's the first fish of the year it's an auspicious fish that's not the real price okay but a good fatty fish the fish you're going to eat today that fish can fetch you know. $20,000 on the market. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So they good fatty fish. It's all about the fat quality. And I'll that be that a bluefin probably? A bluefin yeah. tuna. Yeah. Yeah, because when, I, when we, my wife and I enjoy sushi and sashimi, and when you go and they have like a bluefin sampler, yes. they will tell you, okay, this is the fattiest one here. Yes. And that's the really yummy buttery one that you yes. want to have. So, yes. That's okay. what we have right here. Oh, yum. I, I love sushi, John, um, and sashimi as well, but I've never met a, a sushi chef who catches his own fish. Is that rare? Um, yeah, yeah, okay. and especially I'm not Japanese, I'm Italian, right? Right. But sometimes, Or so you say. Yeah, that's right, maybe. Yeah. But sometimes self-taught people are the, are the best, in my opinion. Like, I'm going to show you things that you, you Japanese, weren't. they're not going to tell you. No okay. kidding. All right, so suppose any one of us is out there and we catch an 800-pound tuna. Yes. Are we able, can we sell that anywhere? No. We can't. No, you can't. And a matter right. of fact, even if you go out on the boat. Um, like a charter? A charter. So you can go out. If they'll let you, yeah, and you can catch it with them. Then they'll sell the fish. A lot of times they'll give you a free trip if you, you know, help them catch the fish. But they don't need your. So help. it's like a lot of the excursions. Like after Jaws came out, you know, I went out and did a little shark fishing, and uh, man, I caught nothing. And anyway, uh, <laughs> but the whole idea was that if you were to catch it and and uh, 
they would carve up, uh, they would do steaks and stuff like that, or, you know, however yeah. they presented them. You'd get some of that, but the, the captain would get the rest to sell. Yep. And that, is that usually kind of the deal that they strike? Yes. This particular fish, um, I catch these all the time. Dominic, my son, and I are going to go out next week, and we'll catch another one most likely. There's How a, far out do you go? It's about 50 miles out of North Carolina. Okay. 50 miles out of North Carolina. And these fish are in Jersey, by the way. They'll be in Jersey in April. These okay. fish will cruise right by here. All right. So, listen, I'm, uh, I'm fascinated with this stuff, all these you know, cat shows and, yeah. and all that, all yeah. that stuff, uh, because it's, it's, it's an interesting lifestyle and the, the perfect storm and yeah, all those yeah. things. So, so do you have your own ship? Do you, are you chartering other yeah, vessels? So I, I don't have my own boat. I have a lot of friends I mean, oh, yeah. after the, uh, you know, so many years of doing this. Right. So next week when we go fishing and we catch one, I'll get that fish. It'll be the one fish that the captain's allowed to keep after commercial season. So commercial season is over now. Right. They keep one fish a year personally. And that's a trophy fish. So that fish, I usually get to keep it every year because I have a fish buyer's license, so I can legitimately go buy the fish. But now that the commercial season's over, nobody can buy a fish. So, and this is obviously to, to make sure that the um, the, the 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 stock and you you know yes. depleting and overfishing an area. Yes. And oh, yeah. So, that, how how strictly manages that? Or when you're Incredibly. So when you're out at sea and you're doing this, are you ever approached by, like, the Coast Guard or Always. all the time? Okay. They can literally shut down the seas and while you're still out at sea. While you're still out. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Now, I, I also know that, uh, like, the salmon, uh, because I I met a guy who, is, he's a salmon fisherman for that season. It's like a month or something like that um, out on the, the West Coast. And he said that um, there is, I'm, you know, just sort of like a geotracked area where you're allowed to fish. Uh, you're also the captain of the ship has to or the, like the owner of the ship actually has to be on the ship this way. It sort of cuts down from commercial people coming in and just kind of swooping it all. Yeah. And, and you know, um, uh, just taking up all, all the fish or taking all your tuna. Uh, well, yeah. just you know, um, not replenishing the opposite of replenishing, depleting, depleting um, all of the, the, the fish from from the seas and stuff like that. And I would imagine and, and the fines are crazy expensive it's a fe- federal it's, yeah it's federal do you have to so when you're going out to to fish for a tuna do you have to in other words like like for example in a per- the perfect storm which you know sure. it was based on a true story but i'm sure they took uh, some liberties at the end they they end up they end up uh, oh, well, the finish cap i think they, yeah they call yeah. it uh, they just sort of improv that is that something a commercial fisherman could do i mean can you just riff or do you have to say i'm going to be here i'm going to fish this area and that's all you can fish they can go anywhere okay. anywhere within there is boundaries up to the north, so Georgia's Bank is open. So the, these fish will be in Georgia's Bank in June. Okay. The commercial season will open again. They're migratory pattern. Yeah, and okay. they do cross the ocean. So you catch this 800-pound tuna yes. with a rod and reel. Rod and reel. How long does that take you to reel that in? Um, when you're commercial fishing, you want it in as fast as possible because there's a burn that happens on the fish. They need to get in and killed humanely but fast. Right. right. Um, so hopefully under an hour. Yeah. Um, if you're doing stand-up, like there's some pictures of me fighting one stand-up. You do, you're doing comedy while you're doing this. You're saying, <laughs> no, dude, <laughs> hey, there yeah. is comedy. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> like, just Google it. I'm I mean, sure, yeah. Be being pulled overboard and things of that nature? Uh, yeah. yeah. Not usually for yeah. experienced fishermen, but um, it could take up to two or three or four hours. Two or three or four hours. Okay, like, oh, so you're, you're just standing up fighting it. Really? Let me ask you something. Yeah. So, so, like, for example, in, in with beef, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but I know if they're... If they're um, if they're euthanized in a certain way, it can affect the taste of yes, the beef. Yes. Uh, so you're, you say you're, you're catching it in the best way to ensure the yes. best taste for the yep. tuna. Yeah. Okay. A good sushi boat, which which we are, it's not my boat, yeah. but 
There's actually a, a long, it's going to sound a little weird, but it's a long, skinny plastic piece that you send down the vertebrae. The fish heart, doesn't even feel it. Yeah. And it just stuns it and kills it right away. Okay. Mm. So that, and, that's and then the meat is perfect. Humanely. All right. I'm looking at a picture of you with a grouper. Uh, in the water, that thing's gigantic. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, huge. That, we've released that fish. Okay, yeah. that's scary being around when you're in its environment. Because I've I've dove and seen grouper and gotten a little freaked out. Those yeah. things are so big. I actually dove down looking for dinner for a snapper. We were yeah. fishing for tarpon, and I got under the boat and I saw my son Dominic. I said, Dominic, there's like five grouper underneath our boat right now. They're like 400 pounds. It's like get out of here. Wow. But it was all up to him. He caught that fish. I wouldn't have wow. been able to get that fish in. He 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 had the technique. The, technology to do that. Why did you let it go? That's protected fish. They 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 got depleted. Everyone caught them. Mm -hmm. They're they're easy to catch. And and, and honestly, following the rules helps the the industry stay vigorous for for the long term, and it's also the right way to to keep everything in in balance. Yes, it does. As much as I cry about the regulations, America is the best country at it. And Japan takes massive liberties, don't they? Honestly, I don't know, to be honest with you, but I know Every other country does. Okay. I, I, I can't speak specifically about Japan. Yeah. It was a little surprising to find out how big tuna can actually get because the cans of tuna are so small. Yeah. So you just always sort of assume that they're like little fish. And uh, how long does it take for a tuna to get to well, 800 pounds? Preston's it, it, grinning, but the first time I saw a toothpick and then saw the trees they came from, I, know. I was amazed. <laughs> Mind yeah. blown. Yeah. Had, that, well, honestly, had no idea that they could be. Eight hundred pounds, one hundred pounds, thousand. You know, yeah, how long a thousand you, pounds. How long have you had a can of tuna online, and how long did you have to fight that for? But the question is, how long does it take for a tuna to get to eight hundred pounds? It, they, they've, it varies on how much it eats, mm-hmm. if it's Pacific or Atlantic, and how much it travels. Does it go cross country? Because which tends to be bigger, Pacific or Atlantic? Um, Atlantic. Atlantic. Yeah, they're huge. Up in New Fa- New Finland. Yeah, they could um, twelve hundred pounds. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred pounds. Uh, you know, fighting a fish of that size, regular stand-up rod and reel, yes. that is a mofo. Yes, but does yes. it take years or yeah, like over ten? Okay, over ten. So let's not let's not also uh, overlook uh, John's culinary skills. Being a chef, I I saw this and we we had a picture and, and on, on the monitor here that you catered for Barack Obama That's during true. his presidency. That's true. We we did like five days of prep, and I, I don't think he ate anything. <laughs> yeah. Was it at the White House? No, this was at, um, at Comcast. Um, he, okay. He came, and um, Brian Roberts had him, um, you know, actually, he had uh, uh, Hillary there. We did Hillary, too, and she just, at least she took a sip of tea. That was good. <laughs> five, tea? five days of prep, and she took I a sip freak of tea. would have freaked the F out. Yeah. You're not going to eat? <laughs> Uh, so wh- where did you pick up your culinary skills and your, your sushi abilities and all of that? Is it just self-taught? Yeah, again, self-taught. I mean, I've learned so much. I'm so passionate about food. Like, I, yeah, so I just, I'm self-taught. Did you just get, like, buy a copy of Sushi for Dummies? Or? I've, I've found over the, over the years that if you have a little bit of a flair, a talent for food, that's all you really need. Okay. And some people have it out of the 400 chefs I've hired in 32 years. I've met two or three that actually had talent. Wow. John, what are your thoughts on um, bastardizations of sushi with, um, you know, grilled beef and, and things like that that aren't uh, traditional? I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm Italian. <laughs> yeah. I, mean? I love food. I love things that work. Sometimes I'll do like a, su- a spicy sushi on top of warm jasmine rice. A Japanese person would be like, that ain't it, right? Right. But, yeah. you know, it's got, it just works. Like it's fusion, you know, it, 
I've I'm never good, actually I'm good had. with it. So yeah. when you're catering yes. events like this, you obviously they you you're you're vetted for the president. Yeah. You know, uh, yes. I, I yes. mean, you certainly have to have your credentials. Is this the case, like with with other? I mean, do you do the things like the uh, the, the blowfish that can be lethal? Are, are you are you at that level. a little bit? I've worked with blowfish, you but it's not, it's not the same blowfish <laughs> that they have over in Japan. Okay, so our blowfish in New Jersey is a lot safer. All right, so the, but the, so with that case, what kind of schooling or what kind of who who makes the decision if you have the capabilities to prepare a near a near lethal blowfish if you don't cut it properly? It's a great question. Yeah, because there is no answer to there, that. So, <laughs> oh yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. So stay away from yeah, that. You, you went right under the radar on that one. Wow. Yeah. All right, so so how, you look, how long oh. you been doing this, John? I'm sorry. Okay. Thirty thirty two years. I went okay. in business when I was twenty one. Wow. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah, I traveled the world. Um, this was, I mean, sushi was, was, uh, this was later. Yeah. yeah. I, I just evolved into, it's my favorite food. So I just, I just love making it sushi. Yeah. Wow. Kath, what was your question? I was just going to ask why you listen to our show. Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, everyone listens to your show. Uh, I've been listening to MMR since, I don't know, 79. Wow. Um, who, who, who can say they still listen to MMR and has their son listen to the same radio station <laughs> that they listen to, yeah. right? We get that all the time where there's the, the kids, mm. like, the kids will be like 12, 13, and they listen to our show and yeah. listen to the station yeah. and their, their parents. Yeah. I, that. As a kid, I could never conceive I of listening know. to the same stuff like that. Are, are we allowed to eat? I, yeah, I already yeah, did yeah. eat. Oh. I, I was just I was about about to say, yeah. I couldn't help myself. Okay. Uh, this tuna is fantastic. It is insanely clean and yummy. Yeah. Right. I, I, really and I want to point something, incre- in case I forget. So the thing that, that a lot of Japanese restaurants won't tell you is this here. You don't, have, you don't have it over there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> this is real wasabi here. So this is $100 a pound. Whoa. Whoa. When you go to every... Japanese restaurant that uh-huh. you go to and you eat that green stuff, that is not wasabi. This is wasabi. So wasabi here, what I'm looking at looks kind of like... That's um, soy. That's soy. No, you, you oh, have this okay. one here. This, this right, one that's here. what I'm saying. Jesus, I have no idea. There you go. This Wait, is so, like what, okay, so what's at the restaurant? What are so they serving that if is it's not horse wasabi? Ra- that is horseradish. Yes, mm. I thought so. Yes, sir. Yep, that is horseradish oh. with coloring. Okay. It's a little bit of mustard oil. I guess salt. I don't know what they put in it. It's powdered junk. Sawdust. Uh, yeah, so to do... Wasabi, right? You buy a root. It takes incredibly long for it to to grow. It has to grow in water. It has to grow with a canopy over it, a tree canopy generally. But I guess you could farm raise it. And then you use a shark skin grinder to make a paste out of it. And um, yes, go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going. Continue. I'm waiting for you yeah. to finish yeah. your. You, you use a shark skin grinder to make a paste out of it. This is totally different than the powdered oh, stuff. Wow. But they can't. Well, they can, but they don't use it. So I'm not a trained sushi chef. But look, listen to what you're learning. Yeah. Is uh, this yeah. one bite, by the way? Where's that? This. I mean, yeah, this, you know, are you supposed sushi. to eat that in one bite? Yes, or? One, yes one bite. Can so, I have another piece, please? Yes, please. So, <laughs> Preston. Yes. Uh, you want, because I'm just going to have the, the one. This, I'm, I don't eat sushi. I'm not a big sushi fan, but I just had a little bit of this. Yes. This is, I could see working this a little bit. It, it does work. It, it does. It has, I don't know if this is an appropriate way to describe it, but it has a very clean. I don't, not a very seafoody taste to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very clean. And it's not. I actually, I took the rice off. I'm just eating the, yeah, the sure. fish. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I would um, do, I, actually, I think I, I made a mistake, Preston. I ate the chopsticks. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're not supposed to do yeah, that. Damn it. And, we, and we have some weird stuff here. I have uni. This is sea urchin roe. This is the, actually the gonad. Of, you guys will love this. What? This is, <laughs> ah, this is a WMMR kind of thing. Reminds me of prom night. That's gonad, the balls of the, of, the of gonad urchin? of the sea urchin. It's okay. I'm on All right. You're good on that. And uh, I have some baby octopus here. I'll try the octopus. Yeah. yeah. And so what? 
what's the most what it right now is the most exotic most expensive fish or sea life that is edible that is in demand um, you're, you're seeing me smiling. Yes, great questions. It is the bluefin tuna. The bluefin I mean, tuna is, is rules, huh? Yeah. What, what is the status of salmon? Because I am a huge salmon fan. Wild salmon is huge. You rarely see it. Is and it competitive with tuna, or is it is it much cheaper? Oh, much cheaper. All much right. cheaper. Because this Toro here, the real Toro from the oh. one part of this tuna, and I brought you guys some, too, that you're going to take home, but um, that you rarely see in the United States. Wow. And is that the, the super-duper awesome? That's the super-duper well, butter. Well, damn it. What am I eating this butter. other crap for? Now, <laughs> no, it's really now, You should try the uh, the octopus, too. It's delicious. I'm, gonna, I'm <laughs> going to get this. It's all my allotment. What is Do you have any flounder vaginas? <laughs> super-duper awesome? Okay. Now, put a little soy and some of that real wasabi. Try the real wasabi. That's the one in there. Right. We John, it's it in the soy. Oh, cool. The real wasabi really does not look much different than... The wasabi you're served it, it. It does when it's done fresh. Well, okay. um, I, um, this one I had to freeze because it's very hard to get the root in the United States. Mm-hmm. So when you get the root and you make the paste, you can freeze it. Yeah. So that's what that is. Okay. But the fresh one, okay. man, if I ever do it for you again, uh, I'll bring you the fresh one. Okay. I mean, that's that's real. It's just this but this frozen. so this was just frozen, but it's still the real. It's still 100 percent real about. wasabi. Right. Sorry, right. so, so, go ahead. Is it more spicy than regular wasabi or less? Less. Regular wasabi is wacky spicy. Yeah. Like it's like <sighs> this is just mellow. It's right. It's, I notice that. So, John, yeah, are you are you yeah. amazed at how how uh, mainstream sushi is? Yes, I mean in the '80s when I first tried it, and I, I read David, I read a, an article. David Bowie was in Japan, in Japan, eating yeah. raw sushi. I was like, "Holy crap, that's so weird!" Oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. that was like the raw early fish. late '70s, early '80s. Yeah, I was and like, now that's it's uh, everywhere. And then I tried it just to be cool in New York. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I eat sushi." This was like eight, '80. Yeah, yeah. I the first few times I tried it, I loathed it. I, I did too. Could not stand it. I thought it was disgusting. The wasabi freaked me out a little bit because it was so hot and and. Um, but over the years, I would every now and then, eh, let me try that again. And eventually, it got to where it was not only tolerable, it was just flat out yeah, yummy. Yeah. And I love it now. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and the old me would have just almost gagged at thinking about mm-hmm. eating it. So Dr. Mike, who's the doctor for all, all of us here, you know, Fox 29, sure. he is a big proponent of sushi. He's, he's, he promises that... Um, uh, you know, he's going to take me to the place that's going to... He, he says you have to go to an authentic Japanese place, but you're saying that's not necessarily the case, right? No, he, he he's right. Yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of crap being put out there now. Okay. Sushi's big money, and I don't eat it most places. Okay. So he is right about that. And, and the benefits, the health benefits of that fatty tuna with the omegas in there and the nutrition and... It, it's 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 very good for you. Calorically, what, what are we looking at? For your brain. Um, it's so different for, for that to a lean cut. Right. I mean, it could be 60 calories for a serving to, mm. Mm, you know, 180 calories for that. Which is still pretty good. It's oh, just yeah. weird. That's, yeah. that's a big chunk of, of uh, fish. Because I, you do love salmon, and uh, this yeah. is just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think tuna tastes better than salmon. Well, you want to think... know? I love the captain, but hated Tennille. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I just think salmon so has... Uh, it, has a tendency to have a really fishy flavor. I don't think so. I yeah. think it's not a fishy flavor. Uh, uh, well, anyhow, um, interesting story. And by the way, John's uh, company is uh, D'Antonio's Co- uh, Catering. Yep, D'Antonio's Catering. You can find us at D'Antonio'sCatering.com. Um, okay, well, listen, this is a, a sushi chef who catches his own. It's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, tuna, which is a pretty interesting story and uh, some stuff he didn't know about sushi and fish. So what do you think? Let's find out. You can text the word yes or no. 
to 39333 as to whether John deserves the uh, cash prize, $250. It's more of an honorary thing that they win. I'm sure that'll that'll set you on easy street. That's so, nice. That's very nice. <laughs> so text yes or no to 39333, and uh, we'll get the results in uh, just a little bit. So, uh, cool. Thanks for sharing your story, John. Uh, thanks so much for having us. I really enjoy it. you guys. Thank you. John D'Antonio. Yeah. He's not leaving. We'll check back in and uh, give him the results in uh, just a little bit. But uh, something other, because we have some other uh, guests we're going to talk a little bit later on uh, to touch on. And I saw the headline and and the story, and I didn't click on it because I thought it might be kind of stupid. But turns out it's very, very interesting. Uh, Nick had showed me a video. It was Mitt Romney's birthday. We mentioned it in Celebrity News the other day. We did. And his staff got him a birthday cake made out of Twinkies, which he's a big Twinkie fan. It's his fave. And so there are uh, birthday candles on the the Twinkie cake. So he's going to blow them out. Instead of leaning over and blowing them out, uh, he picks up one candle at a time (laughs) and blows them out. Each one at a time. Taking them very methodically and very slowly going through the ritual. And so... Obviously, people on Twitter are going, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> I've never seen. I've never seen anybody blow out a candle, uh, a, a birthday cake candle. Somebody described way. it as the methodical um, way a serial killer would okay. blow out. Uh, but now he is so buttoned down; it's ridiculous. I'm sure his underwear has creases in it. But the the uh, you know, uh, I, I, my guess is, and what I heard is, the idea is to not spit all yes, over the. Of course, that's exactly what he's yeah. doing. Oh, seriously? Yes, he's so, picking them up so that he's not blowing wait a on top of the entire cake. I'm completely fine with it. I don't see what the big deal is. So that's what this is. Uh, yes. have, you, have you ever thought that when you've been at a party and Listen, see somebody blowing out the candles and, and are like, I am not eating that? Every, well, everyone has thought that when you see a kid. No, they haven't. I've never thought that in my life. Everyone has thought that. When they, let me finish my sentence. <laughs> no, let me, let me say, but I've never kid, thought of that. You, when a kid spits all over a cake, you've never gone, oh, I have, there's, I have. there's I, the I spit haven't. cake. No. Okay, I've never well, seen a kid spit on a cake. Oh, okay. well, I, I still ate it. It happens all the time, yes. Yeah. And and you'll say, oh, look, okay, I'll here's another. It. Yeah, of course. It's a kid lot spit. Of people, a lot of people do. Yeah. But he's an adult, I guess, didn't want to do it. I, don't, I love it. I love every second of it. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. It, 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 it's oh. enraging, I think. My God. What's that? It, it's just so enraging watching it. And I You're do actually get, mad at this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wow. mean, jo- Steve jokingly mad. Come oh, on now. Uh, um, but, uh, but Kathy, I, I do understand it, and I understand why he's doing why he's it. he's doing it, yeah. But because I don't necessarily care... That's why it enrages me. You're just, you're taking, like, I just. Just blow out. Just blow out the candles, but I know why he's yeah. doing it. Yeah. I, it, 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 but the, also, I also think that a lot of people in that room waiting for the goddamn Twinkie, and it's taken forever. Yes. I honestly, I, I could not, I never, I, I had no idea why he was doing that. Kathy, I've never thought of that in my life. <laughs> That when people go over to blow, I just assume they have control over their own mouth so, and can keep the saliva inside. Yeah, I'm I, just still blowing your you sure? all you over the cake. But you like I can't. I didn't I, spit at all. Phone right, right. now. Uh, if I were to go, right. and that's blowing pretty hard. I'm blowing as hard as I can. I'm blowing as hard as I can. Now let me ask you. Yes. If it was Gary Lauer, uh, oh, I would appreciate it if he did that. <laughs> yeah. Listen, uh, yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe, Mr., maybe Mr. Romney doesn't have control of his mouth, and yeah. and he he's had a history of that. Ever and since I, I would appreciate uh, the year it. was 1984, <laughs> I had a uh, an issue with my palate, and I tend to spray. Mm-hmm. I'm a what you call in the oral world a squirter. <laughs> 
How many candles were on this I almost case? squirted I when you said that. Uh, I had a mouthful of water. I, I don't know. Probably not nearly as many as his age. Because if, but, but there's still a decent amount of candles on that cake. If these guys are aware of how he blows these candles up, maybe just put the two number candles on yeah, there. Yeah, right, right, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a nice gesture. They got on the Twinkie. It looks like they... Somebody might have made it themselves. Yeah. By the way, at what age do you do that? Do you start buying the numbers instead of uh, instead of putting the actual number of candles I want, I want there. the candles for every goddamn year I've lived, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. No, I'm, I'm not pissed off if I just get, you know, just a couple. Yeah. I think you can also do, like, a, the decades if you want, you know? Yeah. That's, I just that's throw a, whatever I've got in the drawer, uh, <laughs> in the junk drawer. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, the whole... Ritual is you try to blow them out in one breath, right? Yes, and then you get your wish comes true, right? Right. Uh, so that's why I had always been very traditional in uh, the blowing out of the candles. We're watching the video right now. Casey's laughing at it. Uh, okay, I, I did not know, but so, it's become a thing. I didn't because I didn't read the the uh, uh, the comments. I had no idea that that is an actual concern of people when spit you're cakes. when you're blowing. On the candles that they might get spit on the candle. Some people are reporting on the, that, on the cake. that he may have had a cold, so he was being considerate of Aww. his coworkers. And there his you staff. go. However, he comes awfully co- close to touching each of the Twinkies. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pulling the candles out. he reaches out. down. Uh, and uh, you don't see it, but he the the uh, knife he's using to cut the cake, just before the video starts, he runs it up the crack of his ass. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who does that? Yeah. I think that's, I don't know. It's Romney, that's, though, Steve. That's a Romney thing. It's probably pretty clean ass. That I, I don't My understand. guess is it's sparkling. He probably has a bidet, too. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's stay in the ass and groin for a moment let's here. Stay in the uh, ass. Because Steve uh, had alerted us to this. I guess this is taking place, from, or people have reported uh, that this is taking place. If you have an iPhone, yeah. you, you have a feature that's called AirDrop, yeah, uh, which makes uh, sharing photos and videos very, very easy. It's a transfer of information that's uh, easier than texting. You get a better quality. Yes. Um, and a lot of times, you can have, what uh, people will have it set as being able to receive AirDrops from anyone. Just open. As opposed to contacts only. Yeah. You know? Um, so what's been happening? What did you hear? So there was a story out of D.C., but it was actually reported all over and even locally that um, women quite often, seems to be women to be more the subject of this, but a lot of people are getting it. Uh, this woman in D.C. had just been walking along and her phone went off and she was airdropped a D-pic. She was out in public and she said um, she looked at it and she didn't want to react to give whoever had. You have to be within just, you know, a, a, a fairly close. Close distance, yeah. Right. So so um, she didn't want to react as to give this the person, the pervert who had sent her the T-pick, the satisfaction. But they, they did some investigation. And apparently this happens fairly frequently. Now, uh, it was interesting because I was watching, I think it was on Fox 29. They were talking about the... Um, a lot of teachers will leave the airdrop on yeah. because they want to see if students are passing oh, during during right, class. Right, yeah. during class, uh, okay. if they're passing notes or, or test answers, you know. Uh, and Wait, so, but how would they know that? So they they'll see their airdrop active. Yeah. Oh, if they're looking at their phone, they right. can see that the airdrop is active. Right, okay. right. See, I think of it the other way. Whenever I go to, if I go to send a picture um, through airdrop and the, I see others pop up, I'm like, I could mistakenly, you know, hit that and send a picture to somebody. I have no so, idea who they and are. And you have a very set group of people you send D-pics to. Well, yeah, yeah. no, they're boob pictures. Boob. Yeah, right. topless. Thank you for those, by the yeah, way, Kathy. You're welcome. I really it's appreciate them. I keep mine. Uh, 
Yeah, nitpicks. <laughs> I keep my airdrop active uh, because I'll send stuff from my computer back to my phone and, and vice versa. Um, but I've heard, Steve, not not just the D-picks, but people do this um, to prank one another and prank friends. They'll be in the middle of texting somebody else. Right. And so I'll see you on your phone, for example, or whatever, and I'll send you a funny meme or Casey pooping or whatever, you right, know, something right, right, yeah. that would make you laugh while you're in the middle of doing something else on your phone. Yeah, no, that, that happens <laughs> a lot. But the, the apparently out in public... In, in in areas where there are a lot of people, this airdrop thing is becoming a thing. Nick, can you send me the Casey pooping? Yeah, do you have a lot of pictures? <laughs> yeah, of him? Well, you know, do you know how big that one stall is in the... I mean, we hang out all the time. Oh, he goes in yeah. with you. Okay, here it comes. He's got a lot of good thinking done in there. Uh, by the way, on a side note, I had to crawl underneath the stall this morning. <laughs> are you no. kidding? No. <laughs> to get in or out? To get out. <laughs> Which, one? Which one? Which <laughs> one? <laughs> on the fourth floor. So I went up. We have construction workers here, and they they fill up the bathrooms on this floor. So I like to have my alone time when I need to sit down. So I went upstairs, and I've seen this before. I've seen this where someone has locked the bathroom stall somehow or another from from the inside, and you can't get into it. And I prefer the smaller stall, not the handicap stall, because uh, it's just more comfortable to me. It sits a little lower to the ground. I like it that way. Anyway. Uh, so it's the door's oh, locked. I can't open. I'm like son of a bitch. Somebody locked my favorite stall. So I took out my keychain from my um, my keys, and I can kind of jimmy it open. And I did. And I went in, and I used the bathroom. And now I know why they had it locked because it's something is wrong with the closing mechanism, and locking yeah. mechanism. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, it, it's just. <laughs> It just it won't open. So I tried yanking on it forcibly. I wasn't going to go to the point where I would kick it off its hinges like Steve did the one time, and uh, <laughs> that was a laugh. And I'm like, I'm not going to break this. So I was, I, I did it for a while, and I'm like, I'm on the ground, and I had to crawl under the stall. God, no way. I, yeah. I mean, God bless you that you did that, and you were, you were, you know, trying to preserve the. Uh, uh, you know the uh, the structure there, but when I when I realized I wasn't getting out, I just reared back, and that sucker went flying right off the hinges. It looked like it looked like I'd set off a hand grenade in that stall, yeah. but I got out. Remember yeah. a couple of years ago, I got stuck in the bathroom at the Plymouth Meeting Mall, and I had to climb. You climbed over? No, I. Climbed, you climbed under? Yeah, I could, oh yeah. There was no way I could go over because you had to touch high. stuff. I I went home and showered like immediately. <laughs> I was like, Not only that, get Preston, me out of here. She was in a stall with a cake that someone had just blown the candle to. <laughs> Listen, what it all day. ties yeah, in. Yeah. I'm a germaphobe. I admit it. I love it. I don't care. I was like horrified that I had to crawl wow. on a public bathroom floor. <laughs> Listen, oh, I wasn't God. happy to be down there, but it didn't scare me or anything like that. <laughs> so how you, you limboed, right? There's a fair amount of clearance. Uh, no, I went on my stomach. I, I, I did, I, I did the commando crawl. <laughs> <laughs> on my elbows. Dun, 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 dun. I didn't limbo under it. I didn't go facing up. Right, right. Uh, which would have been, that would have been hard How to do. How low can you go? How low can you go? Uh, but that was my little adventure before the show started. Today. Was wow. going over an option or no? No. no you, can, you can't clear. It's, it it's, also has a protect. Some of them have a protective second bar that stops yeah, you from falling over. Yeah, and it'd be too high to really vault yeah. myself up and over, and I could see. Can you imagine me? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I broke my leg. Oh, God. And then I'd have to share that story on the air. Help. Yeah. Help. Yeah, exactly. Although, there is a picture. I remember Marissa's... Yeah, she's she's talking to me now, but she took a picture of me. I can't remember why, but I was on top of the bathroom stalls in the yeah. women's bathroom. Do I think I remember that. Doing a split. Do you remember uh, why? Marissa, you want to share? I have no idea why, but... 
Okay. You climbed on top of the toilet. Yeah. And then you were just proving that you could do a split. I don't know, but you're splitting between two know. stalls. Is that how you take how a dump? You? Yeah, that's usually how you do Do you like, like, like yeah. Van Damme between the Volvo Excuse trucks? Me, I have to use the restroom. <laughs> Van dammed it. She van dammed it across the toilet. Why we did that? I don't know. I could see Kathy doing that though for antiseptic reasons. She does the split. Her feet are up on the top of the uh, the, the dividers. You do hover, right, Kath? Aren't you a hoverer? I don't sit on what? Okay. Yes, I don't sit on public. I just wanted to hear you Listen, say it. I'm, I know I sound ridiculous, but no, I don't no, sit. No. What, about, what actually... about using the the toilet condom? The little. Uh... Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. But it, well, there is a device I've seen uh, that uh, you could rig it where you you it actually hooks over the the door of the stall, and you for people who are I kid you not like, are incredible. You hold on and it and you hover. Are you serious? I swear to God uh, that you hang yeah. on a minute. Hang on, I yeah. have to see this. So you put it on, on the on the door. You hook it over the door in front and of you. you. Hold on to it like this, boom, like oh a little handle, God. like like you're water yeah. skiing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you're water pooping. Listen. Yeah. It's it's a leg oh, workout sometimes. That's great. Wow. Yeah, I bet it you, is. well you do those squats for a reason, right? Yeah. So you can just Yeah. I gotta so drop I can a go bomb to the bathroom down in public. Like... Dropping the kids off. <laughs> Interesting. Do they have speaking of those uh toilet condoms, the well, I don't know what what do you call those things? Like sani seat. Okay. Do they make those where you could like carry some in your purse yes, if you're ever in make, a pinch? Yes, they do. Oh. After you've used them or before? No, they make travel sani seats. Travel okay. sandy seats? Yeah. Is that what they call them? Yep. I don't know. Yeah. I, oh, I always have them. Mm. Well, if I may right now, Preston, I, I have to sing the praises of the home bidet. <laughs> oh, please. That's right. We yeah. need an update on that. Because I, I, somebody called in and we were talking about, I don't know how we got on the bidet topic, yeah. but uh, we were talking about the, the, the wipes case that you use yeah. and toilet paper and whether the uh, stuff is flushable, the, the wipes. And so someone had recommended, you know, on Amazon. So I went on Amazon. Thing was like thirty bucks. It took about ten minutes to install. It is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it is awesome. You love I it. mean, and also you do dramatically reduce because I am very antiseptic. Yeah. Dramatically reduce toilet paper use. Yeah. It's refreshing. It doesn't use any. Uh, it just uses the pressure, you, you, you know, between. So the hose comes out from the floor. And you put a little a nozzle between that and the toilet. This thing sits to the side of the toilet. <laughs> you just turn it a little bit, and it's awesome. All right. So what what is the process? Because you still you, you still have to wipe, right? Yeah, yeah. You're basically yeah. drying off. So the water cleans it all out. Cleans it right out. Wait. So you, so you go bidet first, then wipe. Bidet and then wipe. Oh, really? See, I would think that you would use it like Casey. You use the um, like the baby wipes. I as would, a finishing. Yeah, yeah. as a finishing. That's yeah, what I thought. Like bidet. wipe first, then bidet, and then a little little pat. I bidet to, to dry it off. <laughs> so I you, bidet and then I do a little vanity pat. Okay. You, yeah, you'll need like, a, <laughs> like another towel holder for your butt towel. No, no. So what it happens is, is that it it fires in such a concentrate. It's it's basically like um, it's basically like a water pick for your ass. Oh. So it goes right down the valley of uh, of uh, joy. Yeah. By the, way, by the way, the little toilet condom, a lot of people are texting in ass gasket. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's what people call those. That makes total sense. But there's um, really not a lot of splashback at all. So, Steve, what about the uh, the cold water effect? Because it's, it is not, it, uh, you can't temperature. No, right. you can't. You So yeah. you, there are ones where you can you can run the, uh, my toilet is not on the side where the um, the outlet is. Right. So I'd have to run a thing. Uh, so I just got the one that is not. Heated. It's just a, it's the, the temperature of the water in your toilet, which is not bad. Steve, let me ask you a technical question. Yeah. Do your balls get wet? Yes. Okay. A little bit. A little bit in the back, but you can. Now I do a thing where it's like, <laughs> where like 
Uh, I don't know what you mean. What you're like mean? thrusting your pelvis back and forth. It's like oh, it's you a, move yeah, back and forth, just okay. a little bit to cover the. Uh, He's so it's banging a, it's a steady yeah, yeah, stream, yeah. is what you're saying then. And you're just splits kinda... me wide. Okay. Does it shoot straight up? I hate this. Yeah. Okay. You love it. Yeah. It shoots up at an angle, actually. So, okay. I mean, it, it, so what happens is, is that when you turn on the pressure, the thing comes down below. Yeah. And it's pointed up. Uh, on an angle. <laughs> I need to see what it looks like in the bowl itself. Yeah. Because what, what I'm, I'm looking at is about. just the attachment outside of the yeah, bowl. on the side. And um, I, it, so I can't really picture what it actually looks like. Is it like the size of, uh, like the stream? Is it the size of, say, your faucet? Your it, sink faucet? So if you if you were to take, if you ever, do you ever use like a high pressure washer? If you ever use it on a, on the thin stream? Okay, that's so what it's, it's a little like. smaller. Yes, okay. it's a thin stream that, that goes, honestly... I, I, and my placement was perfect. It uh, the way I normally sit, right up the crack. Perfect. I think you'd like it, Case. I think it'd be up your alley. I it'd don't be up your so. ass. <laughs> when I was a kid, bidets just didn't make any sense to me at all. I remember seeing that going. What? And, and I assumed that it was for women only. Uh, no, to clean their nanny hoo hoo. <laughs> I and, like it and too, not, <laughs> and not the hiney. They got a water uh, fountain the, in the bathroom. The first time yeah. I used it, yeah. the oh, first God. time as a kid when I saw one. I soaked the ceiling before I realized what it was for. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've only been to, I think, one bathroom that had it when we were staying. Was it Tulum? When yeah. We stayed yeah. somewhere and, and the bathrooms mm-hmm. had it there. And I didn't use it. I just, uh, because I don't like the feeling of a wet ass. Okay. So. It, it dries. Listen. I know. It's right in your, I, I honestly, I feel much cleaner. I like to feel clean. You know me. I, I'm. I, I, I like to feel clean. But the toilet paper shreds when it gets wet, too. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it? No, because you, it drips on out into the, the, the toilet. You're spraying it down. It's a, you're, you're like almost power washing your ass. Hmm. And, it's, uh, and I love it. So 30... Here, right here. Here's, here's, a, here's a footage of it. Oh. That's what I it does. I see how that works. Okay. All right. So this is like 30 bucks or something like that? 30 bucks. Thumbs up. You give it a good review Massive on Amazon? Massive thumbs up. Yes. Right. Amazon. Excellent. All right. Well, anyhow, thank you for the update. Hey. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bideo. Clean ass. All right. Uh, I have an announcement to All make. Right. Uh, we have the results in. Oh, oh boy. For our Not Your Average listener, and we have John D'Antonio, who is here. And John told us the story of being a not only a sushi chef, uh, but catches his own. And it was telling a story of 600-plus pound tuna that he's reeled in. From toilet water to ocean water. And brought in some <laughs> phenomenal uh, sushi this morning in sashimi. So we asked you to vote yes or no and a percentage of the audience. All we need is 51% yep. for you to win. Uh, and looks like John got 96%. Therefore, is a not your average listener. And we have Ladies a- and gentlemen, he will win $250. That is correct. $250 cash prize for you, John. Congratulations. Wow, that feels really great. Thank Good, you. Good, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks for bringing by the food. By the way, if anybody in and around this area wants some sushi, we are good to go. It'll rock your world he if you're a sushi a fan. Huge spread of this uh, tuna. So thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And your na- the name of your business once again? The Antonio's Catering. And um, how do people get in touch with you if they want to hire you? Um, D'AntonioSCatering.com is the okay. best way. We're pretty obvious on Easy to access. Right, and, yeah. you, and you said that with every uh, purchase of an 800-pound tuna, you get a free bidet, right? <laughs> nah, I just mentioned you guys. I'll give them oh, a okay. free something. <laughs> cool. Hey, thank you, John. Nice job. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, thank you. you. Thanks for having me, Antonio. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. I see in our green room Eagles cheerleaders. Ah. They got some information for you. We're also going to talk to Olivia Newton-John when we get back. Stay with us. 
This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So there is an event coming up where it might be you that is next on the cheerleading squad of the Philadelphia Eagles because they have an open audition. Yeah. Let's get the details. We have two (laughs) of the squad members here in our studio. Please welcome Kareen and Natasha. Good morning, everyone. Hi, ladies. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. And Natasha, you were at the Camp Out for Hunger, our mass wedding that we did, right? I was at the event, yes. Nice. Helped hand out uh, our cakes. Yeah. Cake and uh, all of the favors, and yeah. got to dance with all the couples. It was a good time. I was at uh, sixty some wedding receptions that day. So. Oh, yes, nice. got them all in one day. Exactly. Nice. All right, let me ask you, Kareen, how long have you been with the squad? So this is my second season with the squad. So okay. I actually experienced Super Bowl Fifty Two my rookie year. So freaking cool year. Yeah. How crazy was that? It was an amazing experience for sure. Obviously, something been. I will never ever forget. Yeah. Um, I just remember seeing the confetti being put into the machine at the end and just blowing up in the air. It was yeah. crazy. I mean, that's the stuff of history. Yeah. But the, the the deal is, I believe, uh, even though you're on the squad, you have to yourselves re-audition every year, yes? Correct. Yeah. Yep. So every season we have to try out. Um, we actually are holding our second workshop tomorrow night at Lincoln Financial Field at 7 p.m. For anyone who would like to still register, registration is still open for that. And what's great about the workshops is that's when you actually get the opportunity to um, learn the dance routine before the actual open call. Um, it- the one we're ha- ca- having coming up we get to talk to us current cheerleaders just yes. about the experience what it's like to be a philadelphia eagles cheerleader you know it's not just on the field game day but we have so many other events that we get right. to do. we assume that most people that come down to this are they this is something they've they've sort of fancied doing for a while it's not like a walk up right where though you could but right. this gives you a little bit of insight in the actual tryouts open call editions of the 23rd yes yep. right. saturday the 23rd starting at 10 a.m so this gives you again an edge up get yes. some tips a little leg up on the competition again you know learning the routine is such a large advantage to you know just showing up on the 23rd um contestants are a lot more prepared that right way. Yeah. what's the skills did, did you i'm sorry to interrupt did you guys go to the the class ahead of time I workshops, did. Yeah, yeah so, so well, for me, go. I actually um, relocated here from Hawaii. Uh-huh. And so I attended the workshop my rookie season, and uh-huh. that was like my first taste of Philadelphia. In You'd general, heard about our I weather, right? Never yeah. been here before. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask let's say uh, you've never been on a cheerleading squad before, but you're a good dancer, mm-hmm. and it's something that you've always been passionate about. Should that deter you from uh, from trying this out? I don't think so at all. I mean, okay. for me, I came from a cheerleading background, um, but there are a lot of women on the squad who have come from a dance background as well. So it's a good combination of both. Um, and throughout the season, you know, especially 
like during rehearsals and stuff like that, you get to practice, you get to come together as a squad. You know, our choreographer is great with that and just being able to show and um, showcase our best. And, and there's a level of athleticism, you know, uh, involved as well. I mean, you, you guys do all sorts of things. And, you know, I, I think that's probably, uh, you know, it's you need a sort of a, a Swiss army knife of capabilities. But you the- guys, you don't do stunts, right? Uh no, we're not. Okay. A, we're not. No, a we definitely squad. focus more on dancing. But um, physical fitness is definitely an important part of the competition process, and has always been. This year, there's actually a brand new physical fitness routine that contestants will learn in addition to dance. Really, what's um, that about? Or you can't give a. So it focuses on strength, flexibility, and balance, which are all integral skills to being a cheerleader. Um, and that's also taught at the workshops and practiced, and will be uh, certainly a part of open call. Outside of the link, what is the best stadium to cheer in, and what is the worst stadium to cheer in, Ooh. as far as fans go? Ooh, I I think that's a hard one. I mean, we don't we don't go to away games. Okay. Obviously, you know, for us, I think it's, we're biased. We love cheering in Lincoln Financial Field. It's an amazing stadium to be in, especially you know, again, going back to my rookie season. Um, I've never cheered at an NFL stadium before, and so getting to just see that winning season, game after game after game, I just felt like the noise just got even louder and louder and louder every single game that we went off. And playoffs were just phenomenal well, being in Lincoln Financial Field. Every time, I mean, it has to be. Uh, you know, the, the players after a while, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure even they are, are still catch that initial rush. But for you guys, it has to be the same thing. No matter how long you've been doing it, when you go out and there's a packed. Uh, you know, uh, audience there ready and eager. It's just has to, it has to blow you away every time you do it. Yes. Certainly. I actually wasn't at the Super Bowl since I just concluded my rookie season, but I was at the home opener, obviously, when we dropped the Super Bowl banner and the energy of the best fans in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles fans um, yeah. in that stadium is something that, you know, I will never forget as a rookie. And that's something that I certainly remember each time I step out on the field. That's awesome. Uh, Kareen, are you going to try out again? You've had two seasons. You're going to try it again? Yes, I'm and going for my third. Natasha, you got to go again, right? Certainly. Absolutely. Okay. Wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. All right. So you guys want people to uh, to come on board and try this. But, of course... You you don't want to take your slot. I mean, right. You, know, you want to you want to get on the squad. So there's a little competition. It's sabotaging. I would assume. Yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Sticking your leg out and stuff right. like that. So let's get to the specifics. Uh, the once again the workshops are uh, on the 14th, which is tomorrow. Yes. Right. Correct. Tomorrow evening. And, at 7 p.m. Um, what do people need to do to sign up for that? Yep. So if you go to the Philadelphia Eagles website under cheer auditions, all the information is there, not only for the workshop tomorrow, but also for open call. So they can go ahead, just click on the link and you can register right over there. And it can happen. You know, obviously there's there's always there's always a possibility. You guys are living proof of that. So and the audition itself, which is on uh, Saturday, March 23rd, is that should you expect to, to have an all day event for that? Have your entire day open? Yeah, um, it, like we said, it starts at 10 a.m. We're going to be learning the routine for those of that weren't able to attend any of the workshops. You're going to actually be able to learn the open call dance as well as the fitness portion. And then we'll go through the rounds of audition. You know, there's only going to be a few at a time. That way you all get your chance to be seen in front of the judges. And then, fingers crossed, at the end of the day, your name is called and you're able to move on to the next round. It is a long day, but if you need someone to provide tuna, we know someone. <laughs> How many ladies are on the squad? There are 36 members. Okay, 36 all together. And, and are you guys, are all of you at each game usually, or is it, uh, do you split it up? Nope, yep. everybody's okay. at each game. Everybody? Yeah. Very cool. So we don't know because we've never done this, Preston. No. They never not. ask us, even though we've offered. All right, well, thank you, ladies, and good luck with everything. We appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you very so much, much for having us. Thanks for having us. Corrine and Natasha. Yay!
course, from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, cheerleading squad. So we are awaiting uh, a phone call from Olivia Newton-John. Yes. Uh, who we're going to speak to in a moment. She's got a uh, memoir that just came out yesterday. So we'll get to that in a moment. But there are a couple of videos. Yes. I think I wrote down the wrong time. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, fa- yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain <clears throat> I did. Uh, uh, yeah, because it says 9.30. Yeah, it's supposed to be 10 o'clock. I'm such an a-hole. Sorry. It's the same. Ah. 9.30 is the new 10 o'clock. <laughs> uh, so we don't have to wait for her now. Well, let's just <laughs> let's just stay silent for a half hour. <laughs> All right, uh, quiet contest, go. What's that? Quiet contest, go. What does that mean? It's a thing you play when you're... Oh, with your children. Oh, sorry. It's a game that you do with your kids. Quiet contest. All right. I tell you what. How about commercial break? Commercial Uh, contest, go. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll take a break and we'll come back in a moment and... uh... Oh, well. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I was trying to get rid of it. She's here, Preston. (laughs) Olivia, thank you so much for coming in person. We thought you were going to be on the phone. But not until 10 o'clock. Yeah. Go outside and eat some tuna. Uh, we will we will take a break right now is what we'll do. We'll come back in just a moment. <laughs> Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, The Warhawks. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, The Warhawks. Celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyboard Local Shots. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Five. And this morning it's brought to you by Duncan. You're in luck. Duncan has $2 menu, $2 medium. I'm going to get this right one of these days. Iced coffee all day long. Uh, plus, celebrate St. Patrick's Day throughout March with Dunkin's delicious Irish cream coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Excludes cold brew. Participation may vary and a limited time offer. Uh, police say that the owner of a bull is lucky to be alive after the a- animal attacked her. The owner of the bull, identified as Wendy McDermott, suffered head injuries that required more than 40 stitches. Oh, man. Yeah, and I saw the video of this. The The call came in that the bull was attacking a woman. Police said that the same bull attacked McDermott's husband the week before, but didn't cause any real injuries. Uh, police were first called to the area after drivers reported seeing a cow in the road. Uh, McDermott tried to lure the bull up the driveway with food, but uh, with police following, but the bull tried to mount her car. So the cow, there was a cow and a bull? No, it's just, a, they're calling it cow and bull, but it was just a bull. Okay. Uh, so the, the bull, more specifically, tried to mount her car. Because if it had just been a cow, Preston, yeah, uh, it would have been an utter catastrophe. <laughs> Uh, this was <laughs> captured on a police dashboard camera, by the way. At the top of the driveway, out of view of the police dash cam, 
Uh, the bull began attacking McDermott, and police said that she screamed at them to kill it. Uh, when the bull charged a sergeant's patrol car, uh, he and another officer got out a shotgun and started firing, and a handgun. Yeah. And they had to take the animal down. I mean, what are you going to do? They're, they're like 1,500 pounds, you know? You know how so, bulls get. Uh, McDermott was treated at the scene by EMS before being taken to the hospital. No charges were filed as a result of the incident. New Jersey police say that they are now contending with people drinking something called a catnip cocktail, mm. which is sold as an anti-anxiety supplement for pets. The uncle- it's unclear who formulates or distributes catnip cocktail, but the manufacturer's website warns their product is not approved for human consumption and with good reason. Alongside other obscure ingredients like Ruilfa vomitoria extract, Catnip cocktail contains a substance called 1,4-BD. Yeah. Once inside the human body, this compound uh, metabolizes into the more familiar GHB or drug commonly associated with date rape, as in uh, roofies. roofies. Wow. According to police, multiple incidents of individuals acting erratically near a strip mall supplement store off Route 46 culminated last week with the arrest of the Nutrition Zone's manager, John <laughs> you can, Sirico. You can imagine the kind of stress a cat has sleeping 18 hours a day. Uh, the <laughs> allegations connected to the drug reactions to, uh, reactions to catnip cocktail and the Nutrition Zone are fairly compelling. So in July, police say officers were called to investigate an individual who was dancing, yelling, and generally <laughs> acting abnormally in front oh of a God. hair salon in the same strip mall where Nutrition Zone is. In he, front of a hair salon. He was allegedly having a variety of mood swings, including being very friendly one moment and then being confused and angry the next. Six bottles of catnip cocktail were found in his possession, along with a receipt from Nutrition Zone. You know how and they it, got him into the squad car, Preston? Uh-huh. They used a laser light. And in November, they say a citizen caller alerted police to an erratic driver traveling uh, and the driver allegedly was acting rationally, was extremely confused, unaware of his surroundings, and they found in his vehicle bottles of catnip cocktail. Wow. And then in February, officers were called outside of Retro Fitness, which is right by the nutrition zone, for an unresponsive male, and a bottle of catnip cocktail was found in his possession. Uh, so they've narrowed it down to this manager that was selling that stuff. That's crazy. Isn't Special K a, ba- a cat tranquilizer? Yeah, ketamine. Yeah. Ketamine? Yeah. Uh, also, I think that's what it is. Uh, here's another story for you. She said that she was poor and needed money for diapers for her baby, but police found out she was carrying a $500 purse with an iPhone and an iPhone 10, by the way, an iPhone X, and some jewelry inside. Now, police in Union Township, New Jersey, are warning motors to be wary of other out-of-town roadside scammers. Uh, police posted a picture of a woman on their Facebook page Monday saying that she was seen walking in and out of traffic carrying a sign with a picture of a baby and asking for money. Uh, And after they stopped her, the woman claimed to be Romanian, living in Queens and desperate. At that point, they confronted her over the thousands of dollars in merchandise that she was carrying around. What a scam. Their investigation led for her to admit that she and several other women got dropped off the panhandle throughout New Jersey. The woman received a ticket for an impending traffic Mm. and summons for soliciting uh, or uh, impeding traffic or a summons without a permit. So. The big tip of the she was saying she was a Romanoid. A yeah, Romanoid. Yeah. It's true. you got to get the uh, phrasing right. All right, and then uh, one for you, Casey. It's been a week since a tractor trailer carrying ranch dressing <laughs> crashed into a creek east of Clear Spring. But cleanup of the condiment has proved much more cumbersome than initially thought. Crews for next tow towing and recovery, which cleaned up the initial crash site, 
spent the past five days plucking an estimated 8,000 bottles of dressing from along the Little uh, Kanakochi River or Creek. Uh, and after a nearby property owner reported the mess had drifted downstream. Uh, they said it's been a nightmare. Uh, the next tow has uh, contracted with the trucking company of the rig that left the eastbound lanes on Interstate 70 and crashed into a culvert near a creek, spilling some roughly 20,000 bottles on board. Dear God. And about 8,000 of those ended up downstream <laughs> on somebody else's property. Were the bottles mostly intact? Uh, you know what? I don't know, Steve, but they did find wrappers and all kinds of stuff uh, laying around. But a lot of them, yeah, were still... In the bottle. I wonder if they can resell those or not. Or sell no. Them or not. no. No. No? I'll take them. Uh, <laughs> so, anyhow, there have been uh, tons of people that were out trying to clean it up. Some were waiters as they used nets to scoop bottles and trash out of the creek. They bagged up uh, the bottles, some 3,000 from a single pooled area along the creek. I think the rules are pretty specific. Like, if you have a truck that overturns with any sort of food product, I think they really, they, they, they sort of uh, frown. On the, they consider that damaged Just and not for it. resale. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's quite possible. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in uh, the bizarre file for you uh, this morning. Kathy, give me a number caller for the secret text word, please. Twelve. All right, caller number twelve at two one five two six three WMMR. If you know what that secret text word is, and you should try calling in now. Caller number twelve gets a shot at it and may win those tickets to see Steely Dan coming up November sixth at the Met in Philly. When we return, Olivia Newton John. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we get back, we'll have her. Stay with us. What are you doing here? The one thing we know how to do. MMR rocks. Uh, we have a guest, but quickly, we were looking for a secret text caller uh, to give away a prize. And that is caller number 12, and that's Tracy. So let me go to her first. Hi, Tracy. Good morning. Hi, Preston. Good morning. Uh, Tracy, if you tell me the secret text word, you win the prize. What is it? Josie. Josie. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Named after the Steely Dan song. And we're going to give you, Tracy, some Steely Dan tickets. So congratulations. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my God. Just such a cute, squeaky voice. Yeah. I love it. All right, Tracy, hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We're also going to give that to a random texter who is, uh, I believe it's uh, Daniel or Danielle Brunetti uh, from Philadelphia. And uh, some tickets to see Steely Dan Wednesday, November 6th, the Met in Philly. There are three shows at the Met. The 6th, the 8th, and the 9th. And details at WMMR.com. Uh, but tickets for all three shows go on sale Friday at noon via Ticketmaster.com. So congratulations. All right. Our next guest is ready to go now. Oh, very excited. Me too. I mean. Love her. Who hasn't had a crush yeah. on this gal at some point in their lives? And uh, she's got her memoir out and a, and a lot to tell. Looking forward to reading it. Absolutely. So, yeah, we wanted to play a little music, of course, going into this. Please welcome, uh, promoting her memoir called Don't Stop Believing." the one and only Olivia Newton-John Yay! is on the way. Good morning, good morning. First thing, good morning, Steve. How are you? Doing well. Great. Uh, uh, Olivia, it's so awesome to hear you say my name. Thank you so much. <laughs> that is really neat. Um, well, congratulations on the release of your book. Has this been a, a long time coming? You've been thinking about it for a while? You know what? It wasn't something. I started a book many years ago, and then I decided I really didn't want to talk about myself. It was enough already. And then mm. this year, like a couple of years ago, they were going to write, and they did. They made a movie of my life in Australia. And when I heard about it, I I didn't get involved in it at all, but I decided I'd better write a book because I didn't know what they were going to get right and what they weren't. <laughs> yeah. That's really, that's really what inspired it. And mm. then I got into it, and I had fun. 
I was yeah. So reading about you, and, and obviously your, your life is fascinating. There's been so much that's that's involved with it. But one thing that uh, was sort of a, a takeaway doing the research on you, it, it seems like you always had a perception. You always were able to contextualize fame and what fame really means, and that you you sort of perceived it as something fleeting. So you were always sort of able to keep your head about you throughout your career. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah, it's interesting. No one's put it quite that way before, but I think I've always had my feet on the ground, if that translates, yes, yeah. because I would, you know, do a concert and there'd be, you know, I call it my Britney day when they were always going crazy because we all have our moment, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, if we're lucky, and I was lucky enough to have a moment, and so... I would go out there, and in the, those days, people would light their, their t- matches or their lighters. Now we use cell phones. Mm-hmm. In those days, they would do that. I remember looking out and seeing all these thousands of lighters uh, when I was singing, and, the, and I would think to myself, tomorrow night, there'll be someone else. So that was really a good way of keeping it real and you know, not letting yourself get too carried away with yourself. <laughs> you, there's actually a wild incident in my, in my life, and I, I freely admit this. I told these guys, and it's the truth, years and years and years ago. I was in the record store, and I saw this record cover. I had no idea who you were. I had not heard the music, but I said, I need to have that picture. I don't know who this incredibly beautiful woman is, and uh, and, and bought the, the album. Obviously, the music was, was, was wonderful, but that was, um, you know, that was my first time being introduced to you. That was way at the beginning, um, you know, of, of your career. And, yeah, it was my first album, I think. Yeah, it was it was such an iconic picture, and uh, you know we don't have that a lot these days. With that, either way, albums you just see an album cover art or a picture, and that would just sort of say you know that, that would invite you in. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the years, though, and it's funny, I was seeing footage of you. I guess at your farm, I guess you're in Southern California, and it appeared that you were surrounded by a whole hell of a lot of chickens. Do you have a chicken farm? Yeah, I do. <laughs> No, but we have about 17 chickens that's grown from a smaller flock, and then it would hatch babies, and I love watching them grow up, and suddenly you've got, like, 17 of them. Oh so some, somebody I know who has who has chickens says, you know, bizarrely, they, they start to have personalities, and you... Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I don't... They don't all have different names and everything. I, I I didn't kind of cuddle them growing up, but a lot of I have a friend who I call the Chicken Whisperer, oh and my God. she comes she comes over once a year and, and bathes them with me, and we put them in the sink and wash them, and then dry them with a hair dryer, and it's quite amazing. There and they purr like cats. Oh my God! Purring yeah, chickens. And no, it it really changes your thoughts about chickens once you eat them. That's funny. And they give us the most beautiful eggs every day. And yeah, that's cool. That's neat. I've, I have some friends that have chickens as well. I, but I want to go. I want to go back to uh, uh, to piggyback on what Steve was saying about the um, um, your music career. And and I remember before you know you like there should be beast. Uh, uh, BG before Greece and AG after <laughs> Greece, yeah. Because you were already, you were already on your way. You're you're becoming a music star, and then Greece hits. And could you ever have seen the level of of obsession and fame and success that that little movie would would have in store? No, I mean it was it was incredible because I was really nervous about doing the movie, which I talk about in the book about how. You know, I wasn't sure I wanted to do it because I just made a movie in England that was supposed to be the next big thing, and it wasn't. So I was like, oh, I don't want to ruin my music career by making a bad move here. So anyway, John Travolta came out and talked to me about it, and I talked about how, you know, he came to my house, and we, how could you say no to John, right? Yeah. And then I asked for a, and then I asked for a screen test because I wanted to make sure 
I can't believe that I was so worried about how I looked then because then when you look back, you go, what, were you nuts or something? But I was 29 and I was worried that I couldn't play 17, which I could, but I didn't think I could. So it was hilarious. Well, you know, that the whole movie sort of suspends reality. I think Stockard Channing yeah. was in her, in her 30s and it was just, it was all, it was yeah. all sort of that, but it, it just took off. Uh, you talk yeah. about the screen test, but I, uh, from what I understand, your husband had never seen Grease and then John Travolta arranged something that was pretty unique. Can you tell us that story? Uh, but yeah, John um, John Travolta wanted to meet my husband John Easterling. I have a lot of Johns in my life: John Sarah, John John Denver, John yeah. John's amazing. Anyway, um, so we went to his house in Florida, and John has a um, a runway at his house where he keeps his planes, which was always his dream. So he, during dinner, my John tells John Travolta that he'd never seen Greece. And Travolta said, what, are you crazy? Why have you never seen Greece? Are you under a rock or something? He said, no, I was on the Amazon. My husband was a, an adventurer and a, and a plant medicine man, so he spent a lot of time in Peru, up the Amazon. So that was real. And so John said, well, my plane's just come back from being refurbished. Why don't we go on my plane and have dessert? Because my husband loves planes. He's a pilot also. So we went onto the plane to have dessert, and he'd put Greece on the little TV screen <laughs> in the plane. And so my husband got to watch it with both of us, which is kind of amazing. Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he loved it, and I think it's hilarious. He gave it. Wow. He gave a thumbs up. And yeah, uh, <laughs> well, Olivia, you you obviously touch on your uh, your health issues because you've had um, a few cancer diagnoses in uh, uh-huh. uh, in your life. And a, where's your health right now? And and b, how much of that is covered in the book? Oh, I talk about I talk about it up to. September of last year, actually, when I was in my own hospital, mm-hmm. and um, I've had, you know, I live with it basically, and and uh, I'm winning over it, and I live with it, and that's the reality. And many people are in the same situation. I'm just very grateful that with all the the herbs and the homeopathy and the and the uh, Western treatment, the hormonal treatments that I'm using, and the radiotherapy that I had in Australia, that I'm. I'm winning over it. And you're you're a big proponent of uh, medicinal cannabis and uh you, Oh yeah. yeah. Cannabis has been huge for me and my husband grows it for me because in California you can grow your own plants and he's an expert in it so he developed all these different strains for pain and um figured out which one was the best one for me for sleep, for pain, for discomfort and it's been amazing because it helped me get off any pain medication that I was using because cannabis is amazing for that and it doesn't yeah. kill you where opiates kill you, you know? No, it's 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 a wonderful thing. And, and did you do the ayahuasca as well? The uh, that did Yes, you... I did. I it wasn't I didn't know I was doing it. <laughs> and um, that's a great story in the book. It's too long to tell on yeah. on, on the radio, but um, it was a very interesting adventure. I want to give uh, people this there's obviously a whole bunch of things mentioned in the book, but you have a connection to Albert Einstein, don't you? I do. My grandfather, um, Max Born, won the Nobel Prize, and he was a colleague of Einstein, and they wrote to each other all the time, because in those days they didn't you know, use the phone, and I don't know if they had the phone, right. and they didn't have any text or anything like that, so letters were the communication. So my mother actually translated a book of letters between my, between my grandfather and Einstein. He was also a contemporary of uh, Madame Curie as well, yes? Yes, and in the fo- in the photograph, uh, Madam, in the book is a picture of my my grandfather 
Einstein and Madame Curie's in the same photograph. It's amazing. It's amazing. Phenomenal. Yes. That's yes. great, but they didn't swing. They didn't sing. Uh, You're the one that I want. So. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah. you, you've still got some weight amongst all that heavy company. Um, well, listen, congratulations. We're huge fans. We just love you to death, and we're happy that you, you have your story out. For those who are looking for it, it was just released yesterday. It's called Don't Stop Believing, and it is the memoir of uh, Olivia Newton-John. And if you find yourself in Philadelphia, we'll get you in this studio, sit, sit down, and spend some time with you, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank it's you, nice Olivia. Thank you both. Thank Continued you. success. Bye. All right. Olivia Newton-John. So God. sweet. So oh, nice. I knew I was right buying that album years ago. She's got the sweetest, cutest accent and voice. Oh, and, disposition. And, and she, as, as far as vocal abilities, man, can she hit some notes. That gal can sing. Uh, I have a question. Steve, what is Hiawaska? Yeah, I, I'm not it's familiar that, with that. It's that sort of, uh, it's a peyote-like um, oh, okay. case. You, you We've talked about, about the show, it. Kentucky, yeah, uh, Kentucky, Ayahuasca. Oh, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. I got gotcha. you. So it's a real, apparently, it's real trippy, yeah? It's a hallucinogen. People use it for, I mean, it's it's not like, hey, man, let's go get effed up. Right, yeah. It's more like, hey, let's see if we can fix me. Like okay. a vision quest, like a like a yeah, like kinda. a whole yeah. something Billy Jack would have done. You Presley. do it with a with a guide, yeah. a shaman, if you will. By the way, speaking of, as, as you had brought up medical marijuana, did you guys see that uh, in New Jersey they're they're getting really close on passing recreational marijuana? Recreational, and here they're making some inroads too on on the potential of yeah. that. So. Yeah. Um, you know, listen, they, they look at the amount of revenue that is generated by it and peripheral industries, and, and a lot of states yeah. are going, eh, we want in. It's just a matter of time. Uh, I believe so. I think some, some states will hold out, but, uh, but yeah, they're certainly working on it. I thought that was kind of interesting. All right, anyhow, love that gal. Very, very cool. We have some stuff to do, uh, lesson question being one of them, and we are going to give away a four-pack of tickets for the... Uh, Brickfest Live Lego Fan Experience at the uh, Expo Center on the 27th and 28th. So that's April 27th and 28th. Question I have for you this morning. Uh, the island of uh, Mallorca doesn't mean that Colton Underwood actually owns what kind of whale? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> talking about The Bachelor. The island of Mallorca doesn't mean that Colton Underwood actually owns what kind of whale? 215-263-WMMR. We'll see if you know the answer. And technically, it's not a whale. No. Anyway, let's do the trash. Every day. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. You're, actually, you're right on that. Uh, brought to you this morning by Duncan. You're in luck. Duncan has $2 medium iced coffee all day long. Plus, celebrate St. Patrick's Day throughout March with Duncan's delicious Irish cream coffee. America runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. What's going on, Steve? Well, Jesse Smollett walking into a Cook County courthouse with his attorney, Mark Garagos, yesterday as his trial for filing a false police report is set to begin. Smollett says he's feeling more confident now that he's found the courage to admit he was molested by both Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. Oh, Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin have been charged with 48 uh, others in a massive bribery scam to get their kids into schools, including Yale, Stanford, Georgetown, and USC. Huffman's daughter, Sophia Grace Macy, issued a statement supporting her mother, saying, quote, I got it into college university because I have brainage. Yeah. <laughs> 
And finally, Jennifer Lopez's former boy toy boyfriend, Casper Smart, says he couldn't care less about her engagement to Alex Rodriguez. Said Smart, what does A-Rod have that I don't have, except for an estimated wealth of $300 million, plus various real estate holdings totaling another $100 million. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood show. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to this lesson question. The island of uh, Mallorca doesn't mean that Colton Underwood actually owns what kind of whale and I will go to, let's go to Dan. Hey, Dan, good morning. None of the yeah. None, None of the yeah. yeah. Dan, uh, what, kind, yeah. what kind of uh, whale does uh, the dude, uh, Colton Underwood, not <laughs> own? Dude. He doesn't own an orca. Orca, yes. Yeah. My orca. Killer whale. Killer whale, exactly. It's not a whale. Well, I don't know. I'm, now that, it's uh, in the uh, porpoise family, isn't it? Yeah, not? well, Nick pulled up a uh, the... Wikipedia on it. It says it is a toothed whale. It's a tuna. Belong, belonging to the uh, oceanic dolphin family, so that's what it's I was getting It's the largest at. of the goldfish. There you go. Yeah. That's what it could be. I think initially they were called whale killers. Yes. And then eventually they, because they will attack certain whales, but then they flipped it around and called them killer whale. Uh, so, anyhow... He got it right. That means we are going to give him four pack of tickets for Brickfest Live, Lego Fan Experience, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, and that's April 27th and 28th. With over a million Lego bricks on display and ready for play, Brickfest is filled with hands-on attractions and activities engineered to inspire, educate, and entertain. Get tickets at BrickfestLive.com. Ready for music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salis University. <laughs> Offering quality care for your hearing imbalance needs. And their expert audiologists are going to help you hear your best info at salisuhealth.com slash P-E-I. The Tours are going to be playing their first show in eight years on April 6th when the Jack White-led band headlines an event celebrating the 10th anniversary of White's label, Third Man Records, opening its offices in Nashville. Other artists from the Third Man roster will also perform at the event, along with singer Allison Mossert of The Kills and another act featuring The Dead Weather. Uh, the quartet went into hiatus in te- 2010, uh, while White began to focus on the dead weather as well as his solo career, uh, his most recent solo effort was Boarding House Reach. And that song, Sunday Driver, replays great. It is really Love. good. Hey, after sidestepping the possibility uh, for several years, stained singer Aaron Lewis seemed to hint that the band might get back to work in 2020, adding that there, quote, might even be five shows this year. Uh, he brought it up at... Yay! Uh, the prospect of a stained comeback during a solo concert this past Saturday night in Oklahoma City. While preparing to play an acoustic version of the band's 2001 hit, It's Been a While, uh, Lewis blurted out, So what have I told you stained is coming back next year? I might be lying. What but was I might, that? He said, but I might not. Uh, there might even be live shows this year. I can't say for sure. You never know. Uh, they have not toured since 2014. So uh, we'll find out in the near future if that's actually going to happen or not. Foo Fighters have set two more festival appearances for the fall. The band will perform at 
I was uh, my ears were piqued by this when I heard this. Yeah, uh, the Bourbon and Beyond Festival. <laughs> bourbon and Beyond. Where is this? The world's largest bourbon festival, alongside fellow headliners Robert Plant and Zach Brown Band, plus forty-five other acts. It will be in Louisville, Kentucky, Ooh. only an hour's drive from where my dad lives. You so. could stop by and uh, this give your dad a call, ask him if it'd be too much for you to stop. That's a bit much. <laughs> Uh, so it's the third annual edition of this three-day festival from September 20th through the 22nd. So that... They also do the that wine festival in Northern California, do they not? The, the Catalina Wine Festival? The Catalina Wine Festival, yeah. The so a lot of helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what all is on their schedule as far as festivals go. <laughs> um, all right, and then Paul Stanley took time out during Kiss's ongoing end-of-the-road world tour to shed light on the band's long goodbye from the concert stage. Uh, he spoke candidly about how he and Gene Simmons decided to start winding down Kiss's live career. Paul said, I think that we all were aware that everything has a lifespan, uh, and that, uh, and particularly in like our... the mighty whale killer. In our case, uh, we can't do this forever. If we're wearing T-shirts and jeans or the latest hip rock and roll clothes, we could do this uh, into our 90s, but we're not. Uh, we're a Superman with a Marshall amplifier. We're wearing 30 to 40 pounds of gear, running around and making it look easy. It's fun, but we also realize that we can't do it forever. It's difficult. In my downtime, I wear jorts and loafers. <laughs> he explained why Kiss has decided that uh, now is the moment to say goodbye. Goodbye. He said, while the band is, re- is really at its peak, is the right time to plan. Really? The band's at its peak? We're at our peak. <laughs> As opposed to physically, this is out. 1980, right? He said, uh, "A passive decision is still a decision. If we were to end a tour uh, and then next year not decide to go out, and the year not go not to go out, not to go out, out and not to go out. <laughs> no, and the year after not to go out, <laughs> not to go out. You're basically doing the same thing," he said. But this is basically what we've been come to known as. <laughs> <laughs> But that would be very unlike us. If we're going to call it quits, we want to have a victory lap, go out there and celebrate everything we've accomplished, our relationship with our audience, and make it an event. It was a very conscious decision. Look at the glasses. We're looking at a picture of them. They they look like two old people at a wedding. Yeah. (laughs) No, you're right. My eyes are sensitive to the light. (laughs) Really big glasses. I ordered a pound cake. Dude, one of my favorite daily rushes (laughs) is Gene talking about uh, falafels shaped like him that his booby used to make. <laughs> booby would often make them and etch my likeness into each one with an exacto knife. The woman was a lunatic. <laughs> well, and, now, and now you sell them. What's that? I said, and now you now sell, sell them. them. Yeah, that's Such right. Such is the irony of life. She was a lunatic. Booby was a clue on Jeopardy the other night. Oh, TV. really? Yeah. Uh, we had to electrocute the hell out of her. <laughs> To keep her from striking out at the orderlies. <laughs> she actually bit through the rubber stopper in her mouth. <laughs> but, you know, family. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. yeah. You stay by him. Absolutely. You're booby. Um, and then Paul went on to say, there's nothing bittersweet about it because there's nothing bitter about it. It's all sweet. Uh, he said, I'm not. It's a bitter battle for fiddle saddles. <laughs> he said, I'm not one who pines for the past. Uh, I pine for the future. I I don't yearn for yesterday. I yearn for tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I'm incredibly thankful of what I have. 
and I want to celebrate the past rather than immerse myself in it. There you go. So that's what he has to say. Uh, let's see. I, I have a few things, but I'm not going to get to all of them. What's at the today. top of the list? Um, well, how about this one? Uh, former Blink 182 guitarist Tom DeLonge. I forgot that, forgot that was Gene. <laughs> uh, is the executive producer on a new limited series for the History Channel about aliens. Uh, Unidentified Inside America's UFO Investigation is a six-part, one-hour series. Who's finally going to step up and have this man committed? That will premiere in May. It's on History Channel, so it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's legit. Uh, the series will... <laughs> so well. is Ancient Aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the series will feature interviews with uh, Luis Elizondo, a former military official who was involved with the Pentagon's aerospace threat program and who is now a member of DeLong's to the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. Also interviewed will be Chris Mellon, uh, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense and Intelligence. Get me Mellon on the phone. Uh, DeLong. <laughs> We're under attack by aliens. Get Mellon. Stat. Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> is it a goal for Project Alpha? Uh, so DeLong said... activate the falafel droids. <laughs> That's a bad they name. They look like me. Falafel droids. <laughs> uh, so DeLong said, with this show, the real conversation can finally begin. And I'm thankful to history for giving us to the Stars Academy team, a world cl- uh, uh, a team of world-class scientists, engineers, and intelligence experts to op- uh, the opportunity to tell the story in a comprehensive and compelling way. I think everyone that watches the show will walk away with questions answered and a feeling of, wow, I get it now. Uh, so he is going to have that coming out. Some of that stuff, like I years ago, like the uh, Eric Von Daniken, the uh, Chariots of the Gods and all that stuff. It's fun, uh, you know, but there's – and the, you'll watch those shows and they, they're um, – I've seen enough of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's you know, it, their flights are fancy and obviously it's uh, – it, I need I need somebody stepping off a craft yeah. with three eyes going. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. Don't yeah. you ever watch those shows and, and you just wonder? Oh my gosh, it, it, are the, is this really the the you know whether it be is Sasquatch? Is this yeah. the one? Right. Yeah. And you got to go. Well, if it were, I probably would have seen it on the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is one <laughs> thing to us to to have uh, arisen in the past year. Which is this declassified footage of this craft traveling at a super high speed? That n- now you never know what what the story is. But remember, it made it actually made mainstream news because now it was simply an, an unidentified flying object. That doesn't mean it's an alien air right. ship, right? But it's something that they have yet to figure out what the hell it was. Yeah. And it seemed to be. Intentionally powered and being driven by something. But who knows? Who knows? I don't remember seeing that. One last story. Deadland Ritual, new band featuring founding Black Sabbath bassist Geezer Butler, ex-Guns N' Roses drummer Matt Sorum, Billy Idol guitarist Steve Stevens, he's really great, and Apocalyptica singer Frankie Perez uh, will perform several songs from Sabbath, Idol, and Velvet Revolver on its upcoming tour. Asked uh, how Deadland Ritual will fill out its live set, uh, Geezer said, we're thinking about doing seven original songs, which we've done up to now, unless we write more between now and May. Probably three or four Sabbath songs, uh, but more obscure songs rather than Iron Man or Paranoid. That's all been done a million times. And then he said, Santa's got to go. 
Uh, Butler added that they'll also play a couple of Velvet Revolver. Slither, definitely. He said, I'm not sure about the second one. And I think we're going to play Rebel Yell from Billy Idol. And he wow. says, I have to learn them all between now and May. Uh, Santa's got to go. Uh, <laughs> the hell happened there? Oh, panned over to right one, channel Santa. One speaker. Where'd that come from? Uh, it came from right here. I don't... Uh, Santa's got to go. That's, That's really go. strange. Oh, right? We'll have to fix that. Uh, right leg of the stool? There's... <laughs> Because it was in the right channel. Right channel of the stool. <laughs> uh, there's no long-term plan for Deadland Ritual at the moment. <laughs> and that's what, that's what I, I don't know what the hell you want from me. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> I love, it's one of my favorite moments. What do you want from me? <laughs> I don't know what the what hell you, you want, want from me. What do you want from me? I gotta go. Isn't that gotta go. toys? <laughs> All right, that's music news. Hey, uh, we have these tickets to give away. Club Risque, Alexis, Texas. She is going to be performing Friday, March 22nd at Club Risque in Philadelphia. And we will take callers. Uh, I don't know. Let's take. We'll take three callers right now. 215-263-WMMR. You have to be at least 21 years of age. Yes, it's a strip club, gang. And you can visit clubrisque.com for info on all three of her Club Risque appearances, March 21st through the 23rd. Uh, she's pretty awesome. She's been by here many yes. times. Puts on a hell of a show. So Good we'll for get her you, fans. Get you on board. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Weekly Rush. A video highlights compilation gleaned from an entire week's worth of laughs. Available now in the Get Local section of Xfinity On Demand. Revivalist on 93.3 WMMR. The song is Change. I, I Listen, I will freely admit I've come around on that band big time. The first song I remember when we played, I was like, eh, what is this? And yeah. then they did the Pierre Presents. And I'm like, ah, whatever. And uh, we had them in the studio. And the more music that is coming out, uh, the more I appreciate it. It's really, really good. They have, a, uh, they have a pure, sincere sound. Yeah. You know, like the... Uh, uh, the it's a the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. You they need a sincere pumpkin patch. Yes, they have a sincere sound. That's very good. I, I like do that, that parallel. Yeah. Uh, and case okay, so there's like six or seven people in that band, isn't it? Apparently, a band? it's a really big band. Yeah. I haven't seen them live. Uh, just here in the studio where it was just two guys, but um, it's a full sound. I think with the horns and yeah. all that. Yeah, and and, and good a good interview. Yeah. good attitude. Yeah, and clean, very yeah. hygienic. Yeah, very clean. All used bidets. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you guys don't you, you have no idea. Speaking of uh, of hygiene and cleanliness, yeah. Uh, this morning, Casey keeps stuffing tampons <laughs> into the pocket of my uh, little jacket that I'm wearing here. <laughs> I reach in, I'm like, "What the hell is this?" I pull it up. He could barely speak. He's laughing so hard. It was a tampon, and then like ten minutes later, I reach into the other pocket, and there's another one in there. Like, I know, he, came, he came to me this morning. He's like, do you have two tampons? Are you Does he got them from you? <laughs> well, I wasn't going to go buy them myself. Oh, that's no. funny. I was like, yeah, why? Okay. What do you need tampons right. for? That was nice. It's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. <laughs> tampons. Hey, we're all traveling tomorrow. I'm sure yes. all kinds of funny things are going <laughs> to be, be happening uh, as we're headed to Clearwater. But anyhow, I want to thank our guests that have been on the show this morning. We had a not sure average listener. John D'Antonio was here. Woo! Nice guy. John is a sushi chef. 
uh, but he's also a sushi chef that goes out and catches these 600, 700, 800 pound tuna that he will then fillet up. And uh, it was pretty cool. And he brought by some of the tastiest I've had, man. So you're a connoisseur of this stuff, and um, you were raving about it. It was really, really good. So He was really nice. Nice guy. Yeah. So, and he won. Uh, you guys voted him 96%, a thumbs up. So he got himself 250 bucks. So thank you very much, Sean, for coming by. And his catering business is in Maniunk. Oh, it oh, is. Oh, yeah. there you go. And thank you to uh, Kareen and Natasha from the Philadelphia Yay. Eagles cheerleading squad. Uh, for coming by this morning. The auditions are coming up for the new squad. They have some workshops. Uh, there's one today and tomorrow, I believe. Yep. Or, no, I'm sorry. There was one yesterday and one tomorrow. And then the open call audition is on March 23rd. And we have links on PrestonSteve.com or you can go through the official Eagles uh, webpage and uh, click on the cheerleaders and find the info. So it's cool. And how great was Olivia Newton-John? Oh, man. She's awesome. She's got a new memoir out. Uh, it's called Don't Stop Believing. She's just, uh, after all these years, she's still super sweet. Uh, so it was nice to have her on today. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Speaking of sweets, getting his uh, sugar ready for his coffee. I or ain't no. no Olivia Newton-John, but ain't... I am here. That's right. How you doing, man? <laughs> I, she was great. Yeah. She was great. I, you know, and I don't, I don't, you know, I never was a big fan or anything, but, um, but I respect your talent, but... I wanted to hear more. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was very clear. You, you guys knew what you were talking about and had great stories from the book. And you know, and people like that have got stories. Yeah, you know, and what do you want? You want them to tell you some stories. And you know, like the, like um, the, her husband going on John Travolta's plane. <laughs> yeah, uh, did did, she, did he fly them or did, were they just sitting on the? So tarmac? they were at. He's John Travolta has two seven oh sevens, and so he has them That's at his, his his his. <laughs> His house is literally off the a major airport, and he has his own runway, and, and, and that's you know that's where he uh, he lives. So they they after they were at the in the house, they went aboard the jet and watched the movie aboard the jet. Wow. They, and, and it's just so cool. But the movie for, Greece or you yeah, but um, was it, weren't they already in the movie? Yeah, no. The, the, so John Travolta, John, Olivia Newton-John's husband, who's also named John, had never seen, never the, movie. seen the movie. He'd never seen his wife's own movie. He'd never seen yep. his wife's own movie because he works. He is actually uh, he he goes to the Amazon. He's uh, he deals with a, a two hours medication. Yeah, I know, I know. But he never saw it. <laughs> if that, yeah, yeah, I, I hated yeah. that movie. Oh, huh? <laughs> too, yeah. I, it was so ridiculously dumb. <laughs> but um, but she is adorable, and the way Preston is dancing with her in this. Picture is just so. There's great. a doctored photo. Photoshop There's a doctored photo on our big screen, and me. where John's face was, Preston's has mysteriously appeared, miraculously, beautifully appeared, and you two were the talk of the '80s. A lot of people don't know that out. I can twist my head around three really? quarters That's almost of the way. Far. That's very <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks Linda like. Blairian. <laughs> yeah. Right, well. But look at look at how I mean you know the first time you see her in that movie when she says uh, listen I've learned the lesson which is you can't get a guy unless you're a slut <laughs> uh, and uh, I learned okay I got it thanks Riz but when she comes out um, yeah she's she looks mm-hmm. great yeah uh, it was nice to have her on hey uh, we need to get a letter from you ready. Okay. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. 
N as in nefarious. All right. We will give away on Friday four tickets to the Red Ball, Philadelphia's premier party benefiting the American Red Cross. It's back at Lincoln Financial Field on Saturday, March 30th, featuring uh, more than 30 restaurants, bars, microbreweries, and there's going to be live music, dancing games, sports-themed silent auction, and much, much more. All funds raised Support the Red Cross House, which is the Center for Families Who Suffered a Disaster. Uh, tickets and information at redcross.org slash Philly. It is a beautiful day today. It's going to be nice to spend the day with you, Pierre. What do you have uh, planned? Thank you, Preston. I will have uh, more tickets for Steely Dan. You guys just gave away some. I'll have another pair. Uh, and that's coming to the Met, and it goes on sale on Friday. Three dates with Steely Dan. We'll have one of them. We've got Workforce Blocks of U2 for Adam Clayton's birthday. He's 59 today. Block of Green Day, a block of Bruce. Vinyl cut, and it will be a fun morning and afternoon to spend. Love it. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors, too. The President's Chief Show is brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also, Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness Black Card, and you'll enjoy massage chairs, hydro massage, tanning, and more. Also, Salus, the Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salus University, quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Uh, tomorrow, we'll have uh, Christina Hendricks on the program. Whoa! Yeah, exactly. She's got a new series. We also have uh, comedian Mo Man, uh, Mandel, uh, who will be in studio. And then we'll just be getting ready for the trip. Uh, we're headed to Clearwater tomorrow after the show, flying out and then broadcasting live from Spectrum Field on Friday. Should be pretty cool, man. Looking forward to it. Uh, that trip sponsored by our friends at Xfinity, so thank oh. you guys. Uh, that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you live. You know what I love when you're in a customer service position and they go up and they're really pissed off and they're complaining. They go, I know it's not your fault. I don't give a f- Don't talk to me. Next message. Good f- morning. Love waking up at 2 o'clock in the f- morning. But at least I love my job. Next message. I slipped my f- dump truck over on the school pool about three months ago because of a f- so. They're flying off the off ramp and forgot the yield. Yeah, you're right. Billy drivers are nuts. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.